cheers, one my more friend. cheers. Thank you so much mm. for this. It's funny we're actually cheersing with beers because how <clears throat> how this the only reason this is is because we ran into each other sheer randomness at the brewery <laughs> yeah. in Claremont. Yeah. Cool yeah. place. I like that place. I you know, I don't go there that often, but I like it a lot. You know, of all the breweries around here, I would say that one kind of excels just in the ambience alone. Yeah. When you go to a place you wanna you wanna enjoy the atmosphere, you wanna people watch. Mm. Um that one's very spacious uh, compared to a lot of them out here. Mm. Um their beers you might you know, you'll find some good ones, but I've had better brewery you know, I've had breweries that have a lot better selection. But uh, just in terms of the ambience alone, that one's great. And it always has a food truck too. Yeah, it's always, always the same one. Yeah, right. It's always or like what every month or something like they'll switch it out. Yeah, right now they have one at their. I'm not trying to give them a plug, but they have this one called Boktoberfest. Boktoberfest. Yeah, is... Boktoberfest. Uh, they still they're still selling it past October. It's great. Oh mm. man, that one. That one you take. That one you drink two of them. You already like. You already feel it. Mm. You, gotta, you gotta you gotta be careful <laughs> with those beers. On my uh, on my thirtieth birthday, we went there to start. And I was like, we're going to have a couple of beers, like one or two here, and then we're going to move on to somewhere else, and we'll call it a night. Dude, I, you know, and, and now it's funny. Now, like you, you mentioned, in turning 30, it's like, dude, that is literally like my outings now. It's like, you know, hanging out, what we're doing right now with any of my friends, they'll hit me up throughout the week. Hey, you want to, let's just go to a brewery. Let's go to a brewery. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in your 20s, you know, hey, whose house can we go crash at, dude? Yeah. Let's <laughs> go drink, party, let's go play, you know. Or let's just, now it's just like, dude, let's just go to a brewery for a couple hours and then you know just call it a night we'll have a good time you know what i mean like mm. i that's all my my life's in terms of going out i don't i don't really do the the clubbing oh I, yeah i never really was into clubs but uh really i just think like you know as i'm getting older i'm just like i have zero interest now it's like if someone doesn't if someone doesn't message me by uh 10 oh that's if what, someone <laughs> if someone messages me at like 10 hey you want to go out like ah no i think i'm just gonna just watch a movie or play some piano stay in that's already pushing it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I nine know. is already put. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean, now the twenty-year-old me. Mm-hmm. It's nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten thirty. Hey, you want to go out to? Yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go on there. Let's stay out till three in the morning. Oh even yeah. Though I, even though I have to wake up and work at at eight. Yeah. Let's still go. But now, no. As you get older, you, hopefully you get wiser in, in in that regard where you, you you give your body a break and you go, no, I I can't I can't swing that anymore. It just doesn't work anymore. Let's just relax and chill. I've already done all that. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, we used to go to Dean's. Um, you ever go to Dean's, Dean's. in Rancho? You know what? I, I was there recently the <clears throat> as a potential filming location. Oh, really? And they were really open about it. Really cool. Uh, They're cool really cool owners. people. Yeah. And it's actually a really. I've heard. I've heard the. You know, the people there can be a little sketchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, you know, it's a, dude. It's a great classic little bar scene going on there. Um, even you know, you walk Never in there at, at eleven o'clock in in the morning. And there's no light that seeps through that bar, and you're instantly transformed into just you know, you feel like it's the nightlife already. It's great. Mm-hmm. So we were there. We I have felt obliged. It's like oh, we're we're gonna be asking about a potential location. You know, I, we had a couple beers. I'm like, dude, this is so unnatural. It's Tuesday, and I'm having, you know, <laughs> I'm having some beers at 11 o'clock in the morning. What the hell's going on? <laughs> you went there that early? Yeah, we we went we showed up early because that was when one, uh, one of the owners like there's they're like brothers that owner like one of the guys brothers mm. was there, so we had to show up early. But we felt like we don't want to just show up and say, hey, can we film here? Thanks. Later. We yeah, wanted to. Yeah, like not even going to buy anything. No, yeah. we were like, we got to buy something. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy. It's a good spot. Um, I thought they used to have bands. Uh, I thought I heard somewhere I, that they used You know, used to I have, have a few friends like, that, that, uh, that go there. I don't, I don't ask them too much about that. But for them, they go, hey, the, Jeep, the, the drinks are cheap. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's it's a local little place to just, you know, it's kind of hidden. Yeah. But it really is in that part of the city where, you know, you're by, what is that, Foothill, mm-hmm. Route 66. Mm-hmm. And up there, you feel generally safe. But on that particular street, I forget, I forget what North and South Street uh, Dean's Grove. is on. So the minute you go, you know, like another half mile, another mile down that road, Suddenly, you're not comfortable walking around at night. No, because uh, there's nothing there. It's, yeah. it's houses. It's always, it's always, you know, living in in Rancho almost my, you know, my, you know, my entire life out here in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. It's always funny. You have the those train tracks, the Metrolinks on, and where yeah. we lived, you know, by Archibald, it was like, you know, you go south of the train tracks, you're gonna get into some sketchy, sketchy areas. Shit. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. It's true. <laughs> I hate thinking like that, but it is. It's like so. Yeah, Dean's true. is like almost by that that divide, that transition mm-hmm. to where you know. <laughs> yeah sort of class divide yes it, it's it's weird that mm. those things are you know they are, they are reality oh, you see course. that a lot in uh, just recently well recently it's kind of crazy passage of time shit that was that was over a year ago already but like going to new york that was that was a cool city i'd never been mm. first time going and i mean just walking from every other block to you know it's just so crazy how it changes and yeah. Oh, I went cool to. Place. Yeah, I've been to New York a couple of times, and it was this. Yeah. yeah, same thing. It's just like I need to go there for suddenly a longer. We're in Chinatown. I went there for four days, and we saw a lot. But you don't get to visit those places long enough. Each of those places, because um, you want to see everything. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like that's a place I can go for. You know, at least a week, even longer. Just have oh, yeah. fun. I would love that. Just Central Park alone, I can get lost in that place. Yeah. Cool city. I've gotten lost in that place. <laughs> yeah, and it's... there's, dude, uh, I can only imagine how many cool bars, cool spots there must be. Mm-hmm. That's what I love doing when I go to, you know, you go to new cities. Just I want to explore the the bar scenes. The and now there's so many bur- breweries now. Those are like the new, the new age thing to go, te- you know, go go try. So anywhere I go, even like San Diego recently, it's like, hey, let's hit up all those breweries and get going stuff, down to like gas yeah, good communities. You know, I, I never have problems at breweries. Everyone just seems in real good spirit at breweries. You know, you get a lot of beer connoisseurs that go there and want to test everything and uh yeah so i've never I, seen a fight at a brewery so, i no yeah never yeah never ever so um <laughs> that's that's again that's like well, my, it, it it just carries that that like, clientele i guess for yeah. lack of a better word but, yeah uh, you know they don't they don't have uh you know pool tables there they don't have anything you know in those cliche bar fight movies that you can actually fight with at a brewery all yeah. you have are tables i guess if you want to throw chairs and shit but that's really it's just it's just Go there to, to try some, you know, exotic beers. You know? Mm. It's good stuff. What were you doing in New York? Funny you ask. Um, it was uh, for uh, a film that I, uh, that I, that I worked on with uh, an uncle of mine who's a screenwriter. Mm. And we actually submitted to a festival and we got accepted. So we went to go fly out there. And like a week before um, our flight... The festival notifies us and says, "Oh, the uh, the venue we are going to screen at, um, it's they they had they had like a sudden uh, shutdown. Like they can't we can't we can't showcase it here. They have to renovate something. Something went wrong. Mm-hmm. So we have to push it to next month. Oh. And we're like, shit. We already have our ticket. We already have yeah. everything planned. <laughs> so it went from." business to just pure pleasure we just said let's just go he's been to new york a couple times he knows he knew i hadn't been so he's like hey let's just go let's uh so it was fun that's awesome but nonetheless you know it would have been a lot cooler to go there for the film yeah (laughs) because festivals are just so fun it's so fun to be around other artists and Mm -hmm. just you know you it's just great it's a great community i've never been to a film film festival oh it's great you know i'm i'm gonna be submitting my uh 
my found the film that I, I uh, recently did uh, completed. Mm. Uh, I did a I did a nice circuit of it uh, last summer. I went to uh, the Pasadena Film Festival, which was cool, uh, and then I went to the Arizona Film Festival, mm-hmm. which was fun. We drove out there, and uh, they're great, dude. You, and what's great about film festivals, uh, some of them is you know your your film's going against a lot of talented artists, you mm-hmm. know. So in a way, you know, in any art form or anything you do, you do kind of develop some of your, you know, a little conceit about your work. You feel good about your work. And you're like, I, I feel you're like I did a damn it, yeah. good job. Mm-hmm. But sometimes <laughs> there's that little thing that deflates your ego when you're when you're looking at other films. and You're like, shit, that was like, dude, that guy was on point. Mm. Like, fuck, that thing was that thing. I mean, I love my film. I think my film's great. But mm. damn, that one was like that much. They, there was something that they had in theirs that mm. I don't feel I had in mine, and, and I'm, you know, so it's fun to kind of. I'm going there trying to study, you know, the other the other filmmakers' craft and trying to get in their mind and see what they did and why that why I think that film worked or why that film didn't. But uh, sometimes you, then sometimes you go to festivals that just aren't, you know, they they just let anyone go in there. Oh, uh, so, so you, it's going to be a lot of just so nothing. It's, yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. Of, it's a lot of crap, and then so then you have to sit through that, you know, two hour block of, you know. 10 to 15 films and you're like ugh like this is this is torture <laughs> you know what I mean yeah but you're there you're, you're there for the whole thing right yeah. it's like yeah and then what's cool they have like a Q&A session so it's a, it's a fun it, and it's great it's just great to meet you know I, I'm trying to get more out there with 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 meeting new artists and just like being part of a community like I you know I spend I spend too much time I feel like you know isolated from people it's like I, I need to I want to go out and embrace more artists right that have a general interest in what I have a general interest in so because you know it's great. It's great to just uh, to network, and and you never know when you'll you know maybe want to collaborate collaborate with someone. Mm-hmm. So if you have all those contacts, great, go out yeah. and make something. And that's the move, right? It's just it's an, also just a networking opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know, worst case, you have people you can work with later. It, right? And, and more can, often than not, you know, uh, what's funny is, um, you know, like when when I was in the band. Jetpacks and laser guns. When, yes. Um, should we should we go through the history of that just so that, just so the listeners know, or should we just you know keep talking about you know? Oh, we'll get back to that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is when you're younger, especially you, uh, there's kind of like this feeling of competition, mm-hmm. uh, and especially with bands. You know, when you're younger, you, you do like a, oh, there's a there's not like not even a battle of the bands per se, but sometimes mm-hmm. we'd play at the glass house. And it was one of those, hey, we're just accepting every genre of music on a on a Monday night. We know it's not a big night, so we'll just let all the bands that, you know, submit to us play for a night. We'll pick them, and and so then you're just, you know, you're in the back area and you're looking around, and you just, you could just tell. I mean, there is like this feeling of everyone kind of just looking over at each other initially when they don't know you, and they're just like trying to figure you out. Are we, <laughs> are we better than them or not? Even though we don't know if, if what they play, oh, you know, wow. which is so dumb. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like guys, we're all here to create music, man, for the human race. Let's just create something beautiful and express. And like, it's just funny, you know, because the same shit kind of happened. I felt like, you know, when you're when I was younger, like you go, uh, you go to like a guitar store. I learned some badass riff. Mm. I want to go play it really loud and see if anyone's looking at me because <laughs> I'll be so fucking cool. Yeah. If I'm playing that, <laughs> don't mess up. Shit. <laughs> Suddenly people start looking at you and my, my fingers start trembling. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there is but that, you, you know, I, again, we're, we're there. I, I, you know, I feel like there is that, you know, that primal thing in us where we do feel like, you know, we're, we're in competition 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's rampant in this world. We see it all over and everything. It's just who we are as people. It's just how we are. And <clears throat> so there is that, that competitive aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if I were to do a band, you know, now or anything, it's like in any community, it's like if I see a photographer who does great work, oh, I'm the first to go, dude, great job. Like, man, oh, yeah. like I want to, I want to pick your brain. Like I, mm. I you congrats, like, man, you, do you reach out to photographers? Oh, that, oh like, yeah. I loved, yeah. I, I like to leave sometimes, you know, the thing is sometimes I even try to direct message them, but they're, they've got so many followers. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to, are they going to respond back? Sometimes they do. And they really, you know, Hey, thanks. You know, it's great. But that's really, I, I would, you know, any, anyone likes a compliment. Oh, it's yeah. not like we have to go. We have to sit and elaborate about it. I just go, hey man, I just want to acknowledge that what you're doing, I deem as good. Yeah. And congratulations. Just, just want to just want to give you props. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now, where yeah. it's like, you know, I, I want to do some some art walks with my photography because I, dude, I have a slew of memory cards mm. that over the past ten years of taking pictures, I, I I thought about it the other day. I was like, you know, of all of all, you know, I did the music, I'm doing film, but it's like. With photography, I my photography really just exists on Instagram, and I don't, you know, after a week, those posts get so old, they just get buried in this pile of other photos. <laughs> yeah. Is anyone really gonna, you know, unearth all these and see them? So I said, I need to start doing some art walks, some art exhibits, and just go and and in, you know, I already have, you know, so many ten plus years of of photographs. Mm. Why not unearth them and 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 showcase them? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm at right now because really, but they're like untouched. Untouched. I have a lot of yeah. They're. I mean, I edited them quick style when I was throwing them up on the internet. But I know. I, I know the raws. There's. There's a lot to work with there. And and really, I don't. You know, my first exhibit. I just wanna. I don't wanna have a theme. It's just like, hey, welcome to, the inside of my, you know, what I seen for the past ten years. Look, yeah. I, I like really abstract, weird things. I don't. You know, I have some friends I know that they just like landscapes. I know some that just like. I like it all, dude. I. I you know. Mm-hmm. Specifically, though, I like dramatic light. I like a lot of weird, you know. You look at it recently. I just took a picture of a leaf that had this beautiful shadow being cast on yeah, it on I this pristine one. sidewalk, and it's just like you know. I always like to try to make the ordinary world look extraordinary. You mm-hmm. know, how can we, how can we, you know, sit here with two cameras right now? What can we isolate in a way that's going to make it suddenly stand out? And mm-hmm. I, you know, it's a fun way to kind of look at the world. You know, and I'm not, you know, I didn't pioneer that. I was just inspired by other photographers that I saw that do that. So I. Just, want to pass the torch you know i want to i want to keep you know creating just want to keep it going yeah yeah dude i i mean i you know now i'm at the point where it's like you know if someone if someone reaches out to me and they're like hey do you want to go you want to go walk around and take pictures absolutely someone someone wanting to learn hey you want to you want to can you teach me some things absolutely man mm. i want to let's keep art alive you know there's yeah. no, no competition let's just create and express mm-hmm. and especially in this day and age it's so easy now digitally to you don't you don't need a you know you don't need a dark room you don't need all this stuff you just you have a phone. You can even take phenomenal things with a phone, you know, mm. these days. I so. ended up doing that. Just I, I go on a lot of hikes, and mm-hmm. I'm not taking my camera unless I'm there for a project where I'm like, all right, yeah. I really want to get, yeah. you know, but sometimes some long exposure of the this thing that, that. And, and then sometimes I'm somewhere where I don't have a camera with me, and I see, like, the most beautiful sunset, and I'm like, damn it. I, yeah. have, you know, I can't do shit about it. Mm. Um, recently, we went up to Glacier National Park, and that was torture for me. <laughs> I, I got some good photographs, but the problem was is you're driving on these roads that are a two-lane highway, mm-hmm. and you've got a line of cars behind you, mm-hmm. and you've got no pull-off. Yeah. You're stuck. So, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I swear to God, I would see these, like, like National Geographic landscapes with this beautiful spotlighting coming out of the clouds. I even saw there was these rolling green hills, epic storm clouds, the 
there was a hole opened up in the sky, a, you know, sunlight beaming down. And I, dude, there was, there was a lone horse and no. a farm just right there being lit. <laughs> I'm going nuts. I can't zoom in with my camera, yeah. with my phone camera. Not even a tad. And even if I'm driving at, at and I had my, you know, my, my 70 to 200 lens, but the problem is I'm having all these, these, uh, these trees rake past my field of view. Yeah. Know, it's on the side of the, you know, we're driving like 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm being obstructed by that. Mm -hmm. Plus I know there's even with, even with a fast shutter speed at, in a car, I'm moving up and down. I can't get a, you're not getting it. I can't get the shot yeah. that I could see in my head and I can't get it professionally rendered. It's going to, mm. it's going to have a lot of airs to it. Yeah. I can't, you gotta I don't play with it way too much. I, I will play with it way good. too much in yeah. post and it's not going to translate. Yeah. There was a lot of those, but there was also a lot of, uh, there were some great ones that I, again, with ah, national parks, dude, it's like everywhere you point your lens, it's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Glacier. I, I want to go back to Glacier for sure. Cause I've we were only there for there. a day and a half, but dude, I mean, one morning I woke up, opened my door from the cabin and there was just this gorgeous sunrise coming over these huge mountains and these beautiful clouds. I mean, all I had to do was just point the camera, click, had no tripod, had a fast enough shutter speed to keep the, the focus real sharp. And it's, unbelievable i felt like ansel adams that was like my closest i felt to ansel adams because mm. because with ansel adams you know if you want to take those those epic shots you have to go to those places that are epic yeah you know that's that's, and that's the what he key. did you know if you was look at hired by he like, was, the national park yeah, service he, to, yeah. he did a lot through environmentalism he was hired through that to help mm. raise awareness um but yeah his work it's funny like landscape is like the last form of photography that i really focus on i still love it don't get me wrong i love it but um of all my of all the photographers he's just my favorite and he's you know he's kind of like the 101 you yeah. know you know photoshop you know uh photography 101 you're gonna learn about Ansel Adams but the, dude, the guy was so gifted I mean you just look at his photos it's especially considering what he had yeah oh know? yeah he just had that 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 full format you know the oh yeah <laughs> I've only seen one of those I saw a guy at Griffith Park overlooking Hollywood and he literally came up from his little blanket or whatever, you know, that little, yeah. little curtain looked around, went back in. I was like, dude, this guy's, this guy, this guy transported from the thirties. Yeah. Here he is. And that shot's going to be amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can only imagine because really nobody, <laughs> nobody has a medium or large, you don't, how often do you see someone with a Hasselblad, you know, like a, like a medium format camera or any of that really it's, it's no all one. digital now it's full frame, you know? Yeah. I know one photographer, uh, another, uh, music photographer, What's her name? Um, Shiva something. She's on she's on Instagram. Uh -huh. I can't remember her last name. She does a lot of stuff with like Echo Park uh, Echo Park bands and stuff oh, like yeah. that. She's got the medium format. Um, that's great. Uh, Pentax uh. digital. And Dude, that's it's clean. It is amazing. It is just yeah. a pleasure to see her that is, post. That yeah. is with with when it comes to digital and it comes to sensors and all that, the larger you can push it, you start you really start seeing the limitations of certain sensors in like low lighting, especially with bands, mm -hmm. especially uh, on, in you know in venues. Because mm -hmm. you've and, done that too, yeah. right? You've dabbled in. But luckily, I've you know a lot of the venues I've shot in at they uh, they have real hot stage lighting. You know, yeah. it's just real glaring. So really, I, you don't need you don't need a you don't need a sensor that can perform that needs to like perform well in low light. You can keep that ISO, you know, in the mid range. And still get reasonably sharp or fast shutter speeds, but then sometimes you want a, a little slower shutter speed so you can show that action. You know, yeah. You want to see some movement. You yeah. Know? Not everything needs to be tack sharp. You know, sometimes you want to. You know. But it's so good when it is it too, because I see these. Uh, 
it's always it's always Swedish photographers, yeah, Swedish and Norwegian photographers. They because they have such a big like heavy heavy metal and like you know black metal and all that scene, mm-hmm. you know, all those scenes. And they have festivals it seems all the time, and their shots are so clean. And it's always the dude, you know, with his guitar right in front of the right in front of the photographer, yeah, and just like posing. Oh, and it's great. just crisp. And I'm like, how do they? Yeah. You know, and the lighting is solid. It's yeah. always, you know, it's a lot of white, so it's easier to work with. You know, that never was, see red in those things at all. You know, red is impossible. That was the one thing we never, uh, we never uh, procured with our band was a, a really well shot concert. Uh, we we hired out uh, our guitarist. He hired uh, a friend of his, and and it wasn't it wasn't. Uh, the photos weren't that bad. It was just she wasn't capturing the surroundings. Like, you could have easily thought we were playing in our garage because uh, they were so isolated. Yeah, yeah. There was only one shot that she got from the side stage where you could kind of see the crowd. But I thought, you know, these these photos don't tell a story. The only mm-hmm. story the only story they're telling is that there's people with instruments. Yeah. In their isolated hands. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was fun. You know? Yeah. But so again, you could have yeah. easily cheated and just filmed in a garage. And no one would have known. So mm-hmm. that's why I was a little upset because I was like, "Hey, you know, go wide. You know, I, I know you can. I know you can overlook the whole venue from the, in the back. You can go upstairs, get a shot of that." We, had, the glass we actually had a decent. We actually had a decent crowd that night because uh, Dan Deacon was uh, glass was going house. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were so, talking about glass house. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool. You know, that was probably of all our shows we ever played. Um, that one felt cool because people for him were already there while we when before we played. Yeah. So you know you know if it's if it's if it's no one if there's no big artist that night you know you're only going to get a few people that are showing up for you or you know you're not going to get that many people slowly that the, the night will build yeah but we were like one of the first bands on that night and there was already a you know kind of like a close to a full house yeah so yeah. to like walk on stage you know the lights are down but you see our you know our shadows walking on stage everyone's like oh who are these guys what's going to happen you know and, and then oh that was that was fun and you guys blew it away oh that was exciting dude. i remember i have i have video on my phone somewhere like an I, old phone dude, of i love everybody that, dancing uh, i love that stage because when you play especially at the rhythm section you could feel through the with the subwoofers you can feel every kick of the drum mm. so i i always so just right felt i always felt so dialed in when we were playing so comfortable because Really, more than more than half the time you're playing at bars or any other venues, you know, it's not it's not mic'd too well, so you can't really feel all the power of everyone's instrument. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, if I can get if I can get, if I can feel a boom every time, you know, Alex is kicking the drum, mm-hmm. oh my god, I feel I feel that much more confident about my playing. Right, right. Because it's you know you're so dependent on everyone, you got to hear everyone's little subtleties. So mm-hmm. You, you want to hit those marks. Mm-hmm. Some nights it you work, sometimes it doesn't. But man, I'll tell you what, when you're when you're mic'd well and everything's EQ'd, it's just like you you just feel more relaxed and you, mm-hmm. can, you can express more without thinking too much about what you're playing because you can just feel it. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much about hearing it anymore. It's about I can just feel on stage what everyone's doing. Yeah. And I yeah. can totally harmonize with that. So the, <laughs> the Glass House was one of those few venues we played at. That uh, House of Blues in Anaheim, the old, you know, that was cool. That was a cool oh, nice. We played that early on, dude. I did um, not make that set. I wish I did. Yeah, you know, House of Blues is a great you know, venue. You know, it's interesting when I when I think about uh, you know the stretch of the band. First and foremost, I thought of this the other day, dude. I I, uh, I almost lost my shit. I was like, it's been four years. No since way! We played. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 
four years. That's One like, of your last ones was at the press, right? Uh, yeah, that, that January we played a good stretch. We played uh, we played at the Flyway in Pomona, which was cool. Oh, nice. Cool venue. Uh-huh. Really cool. It made sense to play there because they had like this little metal rocket ship, mm-hmm. like a like hanging from the you know yeah yeah the rafters it was great it's like uh, club rockets there yeah and so that was perfect that was a perfect <laughs> and we you know you can go on youtube and see i think you type in where cell phones go to die at flyway it's mm-hmm. still up like we have all our videos still up on youtube and all oh that. cool so that i i refuse to have them take those down because my like, guys that's just just like a bookmark of our life don't yeah, don't no. get rid of it youtube's not going anywhere anytime soon yeah you know that's always going to be up there but yeah you could see us having fun me me being me going mm. nuts on stage that was a fun song to play live. Um, you were you were the most active, by far. Yeah, and I I know uh, you and I were you know yeah, we, sorry for be, the sound there before this podcast. <laughs> you and I were having a talk about I always look like I'm I'm high because I just naturally look high. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> but what's funny is that's all people assumed I was when I was on stage was mm. just high. Like how do you have that much energy? How do you? I was like, dude, I'm just having the fucking time of my life. Well, you just like this is great. You had no. Uh, no ego, I guess. Yeah. You, you know, know, you just, you're there to play music, you know, and you love the music you're playing, so you're just going to feel it. And, and, it's, and the it's band. It's perfect because people don't do that a lot. Yeah. You and, know? and here's the thing the band for me was more than a band. It was, you know, being part of that was a way of helping me get out of my shell more because when I was in my younger 20s I, I lived in fear dude I, I used to have social anxiety I used to mm. I used to pass up a lot of opportunities because I was I was always scared of like you know what if this what if, you know what I mean yeah a lot of people understand what this thing called fear is yeah and I passed up a lot of opportunities with a lot of things because I was just always nervous I was always I was always afraid so the band was like this sudden just like you know for every 10 times I declined something one time I'll kind of agree to try something out and the band happened to be that one thing I said you know what let's just jump let's take a risk nice and in doing that yeah playing our first show we played in my dad's backyard in front of like you know I think we had like 40 50 people there oh nice I mean dude after playing that first song I just felt this like transcendence Mm -hmm. like whatever that demon was whatever that was inside me that was Mm -hmm. keeping me prisoned I was I I felt free yeah because you've never struck me as a shy guy you, trust me, I I am I am just as confounded as you are by you even hearing me say that statement <laughs> that I used to be nervous because I was. Uh, it kind of it was a weird click that happened yeah. to me in high school, dude. I don't know. I was always I was always like I always loved giving speeches, always doing that, and then something in high school maybe because I just isolated myself in my room so much and just played music and I forgot I forgot how to keep in touch with the world that I I literally just got like suddenly I I didn't want to go to I didn't want to go to class if I had to give a speech. I was like really nervous. Mm-hmm terrible well but, you get stuck in that mode where like uh you're you, you've been inside for what say two yeah, weeks yeah. and you find your you know by zone. the third week you're like ah, yeah. i won't go out yeah. yeah and you just convince yourself that's the hardest thing with fear is like it's just so easy for you you know because again our minds are you know fear is like a survival instinct mm-hmm. so our minds it, that's what's that's the funny thing about being human it's like is our minds you know it keeps it from i don't know if i should climb that rock face without a rope because what if i die it's like it's good to have fear you know yeah, you, yeah. it keeps you from killing your you it know, has its uses <laughs> but in other aspects of the, of the human experience, it's like suddenly that survival instinct is, wait, I want to keep you from giving a speech. Why? Yeah. I'm not going to die from it. Yeah. I, I just have to go give a speech. I have to go do that. Actually, likely you know nothing I mean? will happen. That, that girl's not going to pull a machete out and kill me if I, if I go and ask her out. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I should be that afraid. Yeah. But we are. We just have this survival, that fight or flight, you know? It's like, ah. You know, so I always did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the band really, and what's funny is, if you were to like talk to me outside of any like big social, you know, I was a very outgoing person. I always mm. have, but I always felt like that 
what I wanted to be was shelled by this fear. And the minute I, I joined the band and I was able to get be free of that, suddenly I just what you saw on, on stage wasn't me putting on a sh it was I was putting on a show but it wasn't like I was forcing myself to be like that mm -hmm. that was just how I felt every time I played music yeah. anyone anyone that's ever played on stage in front of people knows exactly what I'm what I'm talking about and and for me that was just like this it was a drug man it, mm -hmm. it felt so amazing like you know especially when we I used to love when we'd play those three-hour shows because the entire time I would just I was able to escape the world for three hours and mm -hmm. just express and just be the be the purest form of me mm -hmm. and then when I'd have to come back down to, to the earth then I would suddenly, you know, I would still, you know, be my absurd, weird self. But at the same time, uh, I just wasn't able to fully express myself as crazily. Right. Uh, you know, when I was on stage. <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard to translate that into just normal walking life, you know. Yeah. And I, I always felt, you know, you need to give it 110% whether you're playing at an actual music venue, whether you're playing at a bar, or, you know, whether you're playing at a birthday party. Mm -hmm. I just... I always wanted to, you know, to express myself like that. You know, one of my biggest idols back in the day, I loved you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love Flea. You know, Flea's mm. just a crazy guy. So and place, I just yeah. loved that. It's like for me, if you're gonna come to a show, I want you, I want, to, I want you to get your money's worth, especially if you're paying money to come see us. You, know, you are paying money in the sense that you're getting in your car and you're, you're, you know, you're using your gas to come drive and see us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Don't I need to give you your money's worth, and I want to put on a show, and I want you to, I want you to escape reality just as much as I'm trying to. Mm -hmm. And I want to get you there, especially if you're, you know, drinking, having a good time. Let's, let's just, let, you know, that was that was my favorite thing. Is I, I loved looking around, uh, just seeing people get lost in it. Yeah, that was great. So did you get a lot of like, um, like verbal commentary on that? Oh yeah, dude. I used to, yeah. I'd always have people coming up, like, dude, like, yeah, you guys are great, but man, you just killed it. I'm, I'm like, thanks, man. I just had a good time. Like, I was just, you know, that always felt good. Mm -hmm. That was always a great, you know. Al used to get pissed off because uh, he used to, he always talks shit about you two, and the Edge. <laughs> he's such an overrated guitar player. That's a whole, that's a whole another topic. But what's funny is he sound, you know, he would always talk shit about the Edge, but. Why is it these guys keep coming up to him, be like, "Dude, your playing was great. You, you kind of remind me of the Edge." Wow, you kind of really? remind me of the Edge. They always, you know, it's like, you know, well, majority. Of, it's like sometimes we play at bars where it's like older crowd, mm -hmm. and they only know people that they know from their times. So mm -hmm. They're like, "Oh, you kind of remind me of the Edge." I'm sure they don't know like modern bands that they could, you know, equate them with. Right. So they right. would just use who was a real Sonic Explorer back in the '80s? Mm -hmm. Oh, the Edge. You know, he he really pioneered that sound that everyone knows. So it pissed Al off. Him and I, you know, me and Al always had a great, uh, we, we'd give each other shit. We'd always pick on each other. Mm -hmm. uh, it was never, like, personal. We just loved to, like, you know, oh, yeah. give each just other crap. Yeah. yeah, just guy, you know, locker room humor, you know. We'd just give each other shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you can actually see it on Instagram. We, we, we make fun of each, uh, our, our playing, like, on stage, like, our bodily movements. Mm -hmm. You can still find our, uh, our Instagram page. It's still there, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> me, I was, we'd always give ourselves shit, so I would... So that always made me laugh because it happened more than, you know, a handful of times that he would get that compliment and it would just totally deflate his spirit. <laughs> Which sucks because it was purely a compliment, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, dude? It's like... No, like there wasn't know, some yeah, backhanded they're, thing. Yeah, they're, they're like... going out there to tell you, like, you know, hey, love him or hate him, he's a, you know, I guarantee if you look on Rolling Stone's 100, you know, most important guitarist of the mm -hmm. 20th century, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't a real complicated guitar player at all. Mm -hmm. But he pioneered a sound that you know it's it's that his it's knows. his thumbprint yeah. you know when people hear that they go wow you sound like the edge mm -hmm. maybe al you can maybe maybe one day you'll come up with a sound where people go, hey you remind me of you remind me of you know you know that if that's the al sound you know what i mean yeah yeah so i i never took it as a you know when people come up and compliment me tell me i sound like someone I'm like hey that's great man i'm just i'm glad you're having a good time i wonder though because uh 
I kind of see where he's coming from because if I were to get that compliment from, you know, somebody who likes my photos and like, oh, you look just like, um, I don't know, some rock photographer. I'm like, oh, you, you do it just like him or just like her. And I'd be like, oh, am I just copying somebody? Like, is that what it looks like? Damn, I'm not, I don't even have my own style. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of get that. No, you know? I, yeah, to a degree, I could, uh, I could totally, mm. uh, I could totally see where you're coming from. Uh, but that's where, you know, if someone were to tell me I sound like someone, I go, I, I would just jokingly kind of break it down. Like, like, well, tell me how. Let's, let's really, let's really explore this. Because if, if someone were to really tell Al that some, he sounded like the Edge, all, all Al would have to say is, hey, I don't use a dotted eighth delay, because <laughs> that's what the Edge uses for mm. a lot of his stuff. You know, uh -huh. that, that, that well-known delay. So he could easily, you know, pick that person's comment apart and go, well, this is why I don't sell any of the Edge. And I, don't, I didn't take him that he sounded like the Edge. Right. But, you know, he just he just created, a, I thought, a very beautiful ambience that that guitarist You was guys well were for. so solid. You know. Like, oh, yeah. I, I thought Al was a good, like, you know, Al was like, for me, he was like a Johnny Greenwood. Al, Al came up with some great... Um, did you ever tell him that? Exploratory sounds. He really did. And you know what? Al would sometimes get on himself. He's like, oh, I just don't have the best technique. I don't have something like Al. But, you know, the difference between Al and I is Al knew uh, a lot of theory. Mm. I didn't know any theory. Oh, okay. I, I was, I, I knew some. I knew my, some of my scales. I knew some, but I was not a real technical. Uh, I, I didn't know a lot of theory. But when it came to, like, really honing down my, you know, uh, my muscular acuity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever big, you know. Dude, I had it down. I mean, I could play any style. I, 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 I would practice for hours a day. I mean, that's if I wasn't playing music in the band, I was at home watching a movie with a guitar in my hand, just, just playing, perfecting it. Wow. Because I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's you know, I would, I'd sometimes use the restroom with my bass still slung on. <laughs> it, it was a beautiful like, just a disease. Yeah, a relationship great. that you have with your. You know, I still, I can still pick it up these days. I don't play it as much. I still pick it up, and the, the muscle memory's there. Mm-hmm. But, really? Know, it's yeah. there? Oh, it's wow. still, yeah, it's, you know. Uh, it seems like one of those things you lose if you don't, you my, know, use it or lose it. I, dude, I, I'm sure if I waited long enough, but, you know, again, I, I've been playing piano more, so I, I keep my muscle, you know, my strength is there. It's, mm -hmm. you know, very agile, but, um, you know, the other night I finally picked up my bass for the first time in probably like two weeks, mm -hmm. and it took me uh, about an hour to finally get comfortable with it again, but all the songs that I know how to play, I try to play them, and, you know. The only songs that were hard, if I would try to like do a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, because again, it's like his flea just has such a, you know, his his songs are good to practice for like strength, right? Because he has some, both both hands are just are just moving, and it's just so thick. He yeah. hits everything so yes. hard. Yes, he does. Yeah. There, it's he is, and and when you when you hear how how technical his songs are, and he's moving on stage the way he does, mm -hmm. it just makes it seem so seamless. That's always my favorite thing with uh, when you go and watch bands. Mm -hmm. You watch really, you know guys that just know their shit it's like sometimes it, is, it doesn't even look like they're really playing it doesn't even look like they're really trying yeah and they're producing more notes that it actually looks like they're yeah yeah that for me i'm always in awe of. It's, it's just like dude you you you, you, you your instrument is an, is an extension of you right now dude you're just like totally dialed in mm -hmm. and i've been there a few times i don't feel every time i played i was completely dialed in but there were certain times when we would play where i i felt like i could just probably close my eyes the entire show and just know nowhere to play <laughs> it's just just a weird high you get it didn't yeah. happen all the time but well you just tapped right into but there's, it there's sometimes you just tap in and it's that's a great mm -hmm. that's a great place to be man and and that i miss that were you always in your head or did you did you, did you ever have that like self-consciousness of, of the crowd of of the rest of the guys on stage were you ever thinking about that or did you do you feel like you always went into a trance uh no i was very well aware of uh, of everyone and 
And I would even, you know, again, I would, if people looked over at me, I would, I would like, you know, I, I would acknowledge them and make them feel, you know, like I, I wanted to bring everyone together and I wanted, uh, I wanted everyone to feel counted. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't believe, hey, we're on stage, you're in the crowd, understand that division, you know, like, <laughs> no, dude, I'm there to like, you know, hey, let, let's all, let's all party, man, let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was, you know, again, I was the absurdist on stage. I was just having a great time. I was... I was. I just wanted to be wild without having to be wildly on drugs and shit. I yeah. Just, I just loved playing music. That was a gr- that was a great time, man. That's so cool. From uh, what was that? 2000, 2009 to two thousand fifteen. Two thousand nine to two thousand. That was a. That's a. That's a good run. It, you, guys you know had... what? It was a good run, man. And when I think about. I mean, really, when I think about when I first started the band, you know, I again, I didn't even know where the notes were on the bass. I didn't really know anything. And then I, you know, I, I got invited to do this band and, you know, it, it just like, it skyrocketed so fast because it, I always appreciated our, you know, our singer, you know, Mike, Michael Martinez, he's, God, that guy's so, he's so genius at, at his craft. He's such a gifted uh, musician. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciated that, you know, he was willing to play with people that really didn't know what they were doing. Oh, really? Because I could almost sometimes maybe understand the frustration where it's like, dude, I went to music school. I know my shit. Mm. Here I am playing with a guy that doesn't even know where the, if I say, hey, play an A, give me an A. Mm. Wait, what fret is that? You know, I was like that when I started. Uh, but within a year, I already, mm. I, I like forced myself like, no, I'm going to learn everything because mm. I want to, you know, again, this band, this band brought me in. This band's accepting me. Mm. Like, because I joined the band as a fan. They were already a band. Um, and I was just doing pictures for them. Oh, so okay. then once their bass player left and they asked me, I was a little like cautious at first, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to try this. And so I always felt obligated. Like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, they, they're happy with including me. I want, I want to prove to them, like, look, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, screw around. Like mm-hmm. I'm here to like really. So I always appreciated that, uh, that, that Mike, it was so accepting. All of them were so accepting mm-hmm. to bring me in and, and, uh, you know, when I think about that history of our band, it was interesting because, uh, again, w- once we started, we started, I, I noticed like when I look at our whole, our whole timeline, you know, it was really, I would say 2011 to 2013. That was probably our, that was probably where we peaked mm. in terms of qualities of shows. We would get venues that would accept us. That were these big venues. Mm-hmm. We'd get colleges that want to, that want to interview, you know, do a little interview, do a, whether a written interview or something. So we had all these, I mean, we were just getting so much. Mm-hmm. We were just starting out, but we were just growing pretty fast. It was mm-hmm. like an exponential increase. And then and then, and then, once 2014 hit, we kind of just like, it's not like we were just playing crappy shows, but we just, we weren't going up anymore. It's like right. we plateaued mm-hmm. and we knew we weren't going to be going, you know, it, it just felt like we were just, just coasting and I didn't want to coast. At that time, I wanted to just, how can we get bigger? How can we get bigger? Mm-hmm. What, what can we be doing? Um, well, you guys released an album, right? Human yeah, Protocol. Yeah, that was that was 2013. So that was again like at the heart of like you know the excitement was there. Like we fin- you know we spent a we spent you know I, I don't know how long we spent on that. It was like a year of like pre production you know with pre production production and you know it was about a year of it and uh, it, it was oh, that was a good those are good times, man. I still I still sometimes drive past that studio in uh, we 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 it was is in uh, Fullerton mm-hmm. right by the colleges. Uh, artisan oh, label. I don't I know, know if they're still there. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if that place still exists. A lot of people go through there, right? But uh, yeah, there uh, we we recorded there. So sometimes when I'm driving down to Orange County, and I go past that one street, I forget the I forget the street that 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 college is on. But uh, whenever I do go past it, I always think like, oh, it just it just brings back that little that little memory of like, ah, oh, I miss. I remember those days. Those, yeah. those those good shit. 
That's so awesome. Yeah. Because of the, that it sounded perfect. Yeah. And the artwork was great. It oh, wasn't dude, some what's like... Funny about that. What's funny about the artwork? So that was, you know, it was good about that recording session. We worked with the producer. Mm-hmm. And that was so important. Uh, you know, at that time, what, 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 what uh, again, our, our mic was so well-versed with understanding the, how to construct a song mm-hmm. that he was really good at writing catchy choruses. Like, he just knew how to create a melody that you instantly are hooked in. And I knew that from yeah. the first day that I heard them mm-hmm. in their garage photographing them. I remember hearing them just going, dude, these guys... These guys are onto something like, like, and they inspired me as just an artist because at that time, I had kind of given up music because when I was like in high school, I tried to start a band, but I just I couldn't make it work. I didn't know mm. how to really reach out. Then I started doing film, and then you know here and there I, I would write film. I would try to I would make little things, but then I just started you know that started I started losing interest in that. I, I wasn't finding the right inspiration, so I I was kind of on myself. I was kind of going on a decline. And I felt like I'm just working now. I'm not doing anything with my life. And then when my friend told me about his band, and he said, come check out my band, um, come take pictures for us. And I, I remember walking up to the garage and hearing that for the first time. I was like, dude, I was, I was like, holy shit, like these guys are, because I've been to some, a couple, more than a couple friends' bands. Mm-hmm. Hey, come, come hear us live at a bowling, you know, playing at a bowling alley, come mm-hmm. hear us. When I heard them at their garage space, I was like, dude, this is phenomenal. These guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I couldn't wait to like have people listen to their demo. Like, dude, you yeah. gotta hear this shit. You gotta like. Gotta spread the word and make sure everybody's hearing this you're like, oh gosh dude like, that was, look look what i'm hanging out with right now that was so yeah. exciting so mike i knew from the get-go that mike was just really good at creating catchy songs mm-hmm. and when we had our producer the one thing he complimented us was he said you have really good you guys know how to you guys know how to structure and you write really catchy courses but we need to uh we just need to tidy up the songs because mm-hmm. we we would kind of we would let a song that could go easily you could tidy it down to three and a half minutes which is radio gold you mm-hmm. want three to you know three to four minutes you don't want to keep you know especially for the radio. So he's like, my goal is just to help you guys kind of, you know, kind of condense a little bit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a lot, but he did help us, you know, really shape that album. And it's funny you say, you know, with that album cover, you know, you're referring to that. uh, I'm all about packaging. Dude, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I do judge books by their covers. I love, I love when you get the whole package of, you know, I I love when you can't listen to an album. I was like that when I'd collect movies, when I would collect like the deluxe edition of a movie Mm -hmm. and they would show like an alternate art poster of the movie mm-hmm. like and i just i i've always been into graphic art i don't really create a lot myself with that but i've always been in awe of like movie posters or anything visual where that you know where you could just see like the qualities put into it mm-hmm. so you're you're in for a surprise like that you know drew struzan the guy that did all those posters in the 80s of like star wars raiders of the lost ark you you know blade runner he did all those great posters where oh, okay. the goonies hook so like when you would see those you hadn't seen the movie yet, but you want to see it because you're like, dude, I'm totally drawn in by this yeah. this poster. I could see the whole adventure right there on the on the on that poster. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very big on that with like, hey, if someone's gonna be coming into our, and, you know, let's be hypothetical. Someone's walking. We we just released our album. It's on the shelf at Amoeba. Mm-hmm. It's on one of the front, you know, end caps. If someone's walking by, I wanna I wanna lure them in, and I don't want to have to have a naked lady on the front to get them there. Right. We can have something. You know, we could really try here. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, so when we had our, we, we, we hired an artist and the only problem we did is we gave him complete artistic freedom because that had its limits because when we saw his portfolio, he created these real abstract, you know, just, just a lot of like splashed watercolors with like these lines through them, these grids. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. We were drawn in by his portfolio, but then we gave him total freedom. We said, listen to the album, whatever. It didn't sound like a bad idea, but it just, it, you know, it didn't translate into what you know, it was like a orange it was like a sherbet you know like a weird color scheme and it was literally like a tic-tac-toe grid with just this color it wasn't i'm not going to really diss the art like it was it just 
didn't translate our music, I felt. No, mm. None of us really felt like that. But but two of the members were like, well, it's the art. We paid for it. Let's just let's just release it. Let's just let's just slap the name Jetpacks and Laser Goods on it and let's release it. And mm. I was so like against it. I was like, no, we can't. We have to. There's got to be a, a middle right. ground. Yeah. So what's funny is we had this band meeting and we were there was a divide. It was just like we say let's keep it as is, but we over here say we want to change it. So we just kind of left on those neutral grounds. But then me and Alex, uh, you know, Alex does a lot of Photoshop stuff. He's really gifted with computers. He, uh, me and him kind of went, did our, did our own. And I was like, Alex, I, f I feel like, uh, you know, I, we can do something better here. Like, let's, let's, tr and let's bring it to the guys and prove to them. So what we did is I, I uh, we, uh, we grabbed a circuit board from the garage. Mike, Mike always loved picking apart TVs and seeing what stuff's made out of. Yeah. Uh, so there was like a circus. We got the circuit board, and we we went and we I, I photographed it. I think we actually did tell the guys like, look, we're gonna try something. I think uh, now that I'm thinking about it more, I don't think we truly went. Did we go? I don't think we fully went behind their backs, but we they I don't think they knew how serious we were in trying to really do it. Right. They right. were kind of like, oh, I guess. Let's see what you can do. I mean, dude, we I took that, went home, set it up, photographed this circuitry board, did close up shots of all mm. the circuitry. And I gave it to Alex, and I said, "Alex, what, how can we? What can we do with this?" So he took that that circuitry board and and combined it with the existing art. But he actually did like this this fold effect, this 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 or this like look like origami folds on the actual painting itself. Mm -hmm. So we did this diagonal divide where you have the painting in this really cool folded fashion, mm -hmm. like it's overlaying, it's layering itself. Really cool shapes. Yeah. With on the other side of this diagonal, you have the circuitry board. And then over that, you have this beautiful font of jetpacks and laser guns with like a nice drop shadow around mm. it. So it really po pops to you. Mm -hmm. And then we showed that to the guys and they're like, oh shit, no, this is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were still just like, fuck it, let's just do it. But mm. I was like, great, let's do it. But now that we have something really good, like, you know, cause I'm just very big on that, dude. It's like, I, I want to give you the whole experience of like, you know, I imagine, you know, again, the record, you, you, you buy the record, you're playing it, you're looking at the art, you're excited. That, mm. That's how it felt to me. That's uh, that's how I feel when I go out and buy buy albums because, you, you know, they say you know don't judge a book by its cover, don't judge an album by its cover. Yeah. Every time I judge an album by its cover, I'm wrong, yeah. almost every time. Like I'll go out to Rhino, and just like, all right, I'm gonna get a couple of couple of a uh, couple mm -hmm. of records, couple of uh, CDs or something. And how much? Yeah. And it's just always I'm always wrong. It, oh, yeah. Except, it, well, I already knew you guys, but like, I saw that and I'm like, I like this, I'm gonna you know I yeah. bought it and then. It was amazing, yeah. you know, because it's 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 hard. Not everybody puts the work into no, album art. Not at all, not at all. And there was there's just an overall journey you want to go through. Um, again, I, I hate I don't I don't like to keep backpelling or bringing up YouTube, but at during that time, our our uh, our uh, my good friend Bobby, who was basically our I don't know what do you what do you want to call him our our roadie, mm -hmm. you know, set up our instruments and help us help us pack and unpack. He was obsessed with that album, so every time I'd have to pick him up, because he would help us, because he, didn't, you know, I would always pick him up from his house, and he would, he always, my, 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 my old car had a cassette, <laughs> so he would bring his old Joshua Tree thing, and, and suddenly he got me hooked on that album. I was like, man, this is a great album from like start to finish. There's like, not, there's not a dull song. I was like, this is great, and I, I really didn't listen to you two that much, but I, I fell in love with that album because the more I re the more I researched that the album art, it's like they went out for three days, they took pictures out in the desert, 
and they even found a lone Joshua tree on this wide desert plain. And, mm. you know, it just, you know, the story behind it's so great because those trees usually grow in groups. And mm. here the photographer was able to find this iconic shaped one that became one of the most recognizable Joshua trees to a huge album that sold millions. And I was, I always, I was like, Bobby, we got to find this tree. I mean, it's got to be somewhere in the American Southwest. I mean, that's mm. where, this is the only place where these, these trees are. Mm-hmm. So we we actually at that time we were we had to, we had to really do the research because not at, no one really gave the location but we found we finally were able to discover where the tree was located and the tree had fallen down like mm. in 2000 it fell over uh, damn and it's still there so yeah. we we drove up it's about a three and a half hour drive north mm-hmm. past up by Lone Pine mm-hmm. and uh, going there with the album at hand these pictures that I had been staring at for so long when I listened to the album mm-hmm. to finally go there and see this is where the band took the pictures you know the tree was still intact a lot of people leave stuff out there guitars like it's like a cool cool thing there's even like a plaque with cement with a big you know no says way. have you found what you're looking for from like <laughs> from that song it was uh. great dude and I, to, to, I was like dude i just we did the whole journey of this album from when i first learned about it became obsessed with the album art mm-hmm. trying to imagine how that journey must have been but then to go on that journey and then be there and, and stand where they once stood and took those pictures little did they know that album would become as big as it became mm-hmm. that was fun to me so that that has always turned me on now to like when I, I love bands that have a good photographer and like they go, they actually go to physical locations. You know, I want to, I just love that. So that, so me, yeah, there's a band that I've been working with a lot called uh, Beachwood Coyotes, good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. They're like LA based. And I've done, uh, I've, I've done two music videos for them. One is still waiting to be released, but I, I do a lot of their photography as well. And I, you know, I, my, my hope is like, I want to work in, in, in ne- early next year, they're going to be recording out in Joshua tree at a studio so they, they want me to go along and film, like do a documentary because i've done a little documentary for them like uh on an eight millimeter app on my phone oh like cool. a black and white uh little documentary i put it together it's all on youtube it's great it's great stuff but like they loved it so like i want to work with them a lot because like, hey i hope your guys's music goes somewhere and then i can be your go-to guy you know mm. again just network great um but i i you know i love taking pictures of them and just trying to like get into that mindset of like how can i take this you know, I, there is still that part of me, dude, where I, I think about those, those, you know, you know, that 15-year-old me. And I go, I want to take a picture, or I try to imagine myself taking a picture, and, like, it becomes such a well-known picture that it's, you know, hanging on someone's, some little, some little teenagers, you know. Well, that's the famous photo of, you yeah. know, like, I love that. That's what kind of fuels me, because, again, I, lo- I was inspired by artists that did that before me. Mm-hmm. So their work has inspired me, so I want to try to be, be lucky enough to be, to be able to do that one day, you mm-hmm. know. It seems like you've never had an issue with ambition. No, no, I, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I'm very, I'm very, uh, passionate about like when I put my mind to something, I really want to, I focus on it a lot. Mm. Um, that is that again, like we were saying earlier, is like, it's easy for me to isolate myself. Like I want to go out more, Mm -hmm. be around people because I, I, you know, I, I sometimes get too comfortably, to myself, I was actually listening to a podcast of with uh, Henry Rollins. Mm. You that, you know, that guy's such an outspoken. Just I haven't crazy. listened to his podcast, but, but I know, I know his well. work ethic mm. is really inspiring. But what what was crazy is he's just such a he so accepts and, and enjoys being alone. Like he's like, dude, I just I spend I do you know he has a really hardcore regimen of like writing and doing all this stuff. But it's just like you know for me it's like I don't I don't know what it is to go out and have a you know, again, when, even when I was younger, what's a club life? What's this kind of life? Mm. I didn't really go to Vegas a lot. I didn't do all that. I just was comfortable to stay, 
focusing on on stuff like you know on art just developing yeah. my mind you know i i can't i can't say i have a lot of physical stuff to show people from all those years that i was quote unquote being trying to be an artist mm -hmm. but i feel like i developed a really good mind uh, a really good uh understanding of the craft mm -hmm. uh you know and i've been able to transcribe that from music to now film and there's just uh there's a certain formula that i have when i approach something i i break it down how do I get what's what I'm feeling? What's in my head? How can I translate that? Mm -hmm. And then I got to find that delicate balance between, you know, uh, uh, what's what's that uh, style and substance? You mm -hmm. know, you don't want to just have nothing but style. You want to have substance there. Mm -hmm. So with all those years that I always felt like I was kind of isolating myself too much from, you know, I wasn't like a complete loner. I'm not trying to sound like I was completely like <laughs> locked away. Didn't know what sunlight was, but I felt like you know, uh, there were times where I go, man, I wish I would have went out and experience more just been a little more have let loose go have fun but at the same time i go well who knows you know if that would have been detrimental or if that would have been you know positive. it seems like it worked out you know you never know so it's like so uh, you know i'm happy where it, it where it's landed me and I'm, I'm happy where i am now with like you know hey the band's the band's done the band's mm. no longer there but um i'm i'm really happy i went through that because it's helped me strengthen myself as an artist and now i know how to go about new things i have a lot more confidence in myself i don't mm -hmm. live in fear as much anymore i know how to go out and get what i want now i'm i'm at an age now where people just go don't write me off as oh you're just some young dumb kid mm -hmm. get out of here kid you know yeah. not that everyone talks like they're 1930s <laughs> get out of here kid no but but uh <laughs> so like people aren't taken seriously when you say oh i'm a musician People say, oh, so what? Yeah. Where do you play? What do you play? Uh -huh. You know, what do you listen but to? But then I, you know, there's just this, there's it becomes this, an interrogation. But there's you know? this biological time clock in us where suddenly it's like, you know, oh, you're, you're 30 and you suddenly, you know, people respect you more. I just feel like, I feel like people do take me more serious now. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I've just developed how to, how to project more of a professional me, you know, professional self. Like, okay. you know, I'm here to do art. I'm here to create something for you. And, you know, uh, you know, so they felt like they could sense it. But when mm. I was younger, I was just bouncing off the walls. So no one's going to want to take me too, you know, <laughs> too serious. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I forget where I, where this, where I was going with this. I, I do this a lot, but, but really, no, all that, I, I'm very big on everything happens for a reason. It mm. really does. And I, I, I learned to accept that we're all different. We all, we all have different paths. Mm. We're all human, but you know, don't don't spend too much time thinking about other people's journeys, right? You know, just, just stay in your own. lane and focus on yours, and, and 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 respect and understand that you know everyone just everyone you know everyone everyone blooms at a different time and things will things will happen. You know, you just got to stay positive. But mm -hmm. you know, don't 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 waste too much time reflecting on oh so and so already has this, they're already doing that. It's like hey dude, don't worry, because if you think too much about that, you're you're get, you're you're losing the purity of yourself. Like you 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 know what I mean? Like you don't 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 suddenly go oh so-and-so already has an art exhibit so i gotta hurry up and get shit together and go do an art exhibit well then it, but it's not gonna be as good now because now you're rushing yeah now you're not yeah. really thinking about it yeah you're, now you're just doing it because you want to you, you forget be about good. how long it took them again there's to the competition there's the competition again. i just want to be as good as that person so i gotta i gotta hurry up and release some shit mm. no 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 just take your time and really understand and that's why for me uh, filmmaking especially mm. it's not just about budgetary constraints that slows a film down I really have to live with that screenplay or that story for a while and think about it mm -hmm. because when I when we finally shoot something I want to know why I'm why it's being shot this way why am I choosing to do this this way so it takes me a while again right now I'm, I'm in the pre-production phase of a, of a film and I you know I'm just slowly getting into the it's a it's a short it's like a 15 minute short but still it's like 
you know, we're going to shoot up in the mountains. I got to go find the locations, take my time because I want to make sure it's the right locations. Just take your time with it. There's no rush. Like, mm. don't worry about, oh, but that film festival submissions. And, no, I, what if I rush it and I overlook something? Mm-hmm. And then when I go and show up places, I'm going to sit and go, oh, this could have been better. This could have been better. No, I want to. I want even worse. Of, they're going to say that. Yeah. You know. So you <laughs> know, like, just take your time. Yeah. Take your time and just and just and just know that things, you know, will. Mm. It was one of those. It was one of those stupid memes that like I totally resonated <laughs> with or resonated with me. It was like uh, it was just a list of you know famous people who are like infamous. Well, not infamous. Uh, just iconic now. Like Oprah. It was like Oprah was. 27 before she got her own show yeah and then it, she was like 35 before she got um like her own like specific recognition for whatever and like uh same thing keith richards was this or that you know it was just they were like don't compare your current state with their you know state in the future you know yeah. they're like just just do your thing you know you know you know just, the biggest you know what the biggest uh, kick in the pants is is for most people what happens is they go they only see the artist's final product. They yeah. have no idea how much went into them creating that product. Yeah. You don't yeah. know all the blood, tears, and sweat that went into that band recording that album. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been there could have been drug addictions during that time that people mm-hmm. were fighting you know, trying to overcome and suffering and feeling like they were they themselves were gonna die, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of lot of ups and downs, but they finally worked they worked it out and they got the album recorded. And it became what it became, and it inspired so many. But sometimes the, the inspire don't realize how much work actually goes into something. And I, I myself find myself stupid in that. Like, I, I need to respect that it's difficult to make something good. Like, you really have to pour – got to be passionate about mm-hmm. it. It can't just be something that, oh, it's just for fun. Like, for me, I've never treated any of these things as, like, a hobby. It's like, no, I'm really – yeah, I, yeah. my films aren't, you know, being shown around theaters or all that, now, which kind of, for me, it's, like – online is now the way to go you know you, <laughs> you can build an account but it's like but you just have to um respect that it takes time to make something mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work and some people don't have the time for it and my you know in my life maybe if i can uh, maybe i spent too much time on it and that's why i don't really have too many backup plans because mm-hmm. i i was willing to you know some people will jump out of airplanes some people will, will climb rock walls a thousand foot without a rope <laughs> I guess I'm crazy enough to try to just hope that I go somewhere with my art, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just not worry about living in a world where by this certain age you have to be this, by this. And, you know, that, that kind of screwed with me a lot, too, when I was, was, when I was younger because I always felt oh, like – Oh, it's all we ever heard. I, I never up. felt like am I enough, especially when it comes to, like, relationships. Like, oh, do you really want to be with someone who's just working a dead-end job trying to make a band work? Like, mm. it, like, it almost like it, – like, it killed me. And I – because I, you know – you know, the, the, a few girlfriends I had, there was one that made me feel like, you know, she was very like, uh, she was like going to school to be a teacher and her family was all teachers. So they just made me feel like the smallest aunt. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, they were, they were yeah. bigger picture, I guess. Yeah. And it, it, it stood with, it stayed with me for a long time. And that mm-hmm. always made me feel like, and, and what would kill, you know, the other day I had a conversation with my, uh, my good buddy's cousin. She was, she was telling me about, Oh, I was like, well, you know, it's for fun. I forget where I segued into it, but Oh, what do you look for? And you know, the guy, she's like, Oh, you know what? I don't, he doesn't even have to make, uh, I, I don't judge a guy based off how, how much money he makes. Even if I, my job pays more than his, I don't care. All I care is that, you know, he's there for me. He can always be there, you know, when I need him, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that, dude, that made me feel like so elated. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, we live in, you know, this materialistic world mm-hmm. where it's like, by this age, you've got to be this. You've got to have that. What kind of car do you well, drive? Well, I, I think there's a difference there, too. There's a there's a, a big problem with finding, saying something like that. You know, I all I want is just a loving partner. I just want yeah. them to be there for mm-hmm. me when I need when I need them yeah. and I will be there in exchange and blah, blah, blah. But do you want somebody with ambition? Yeah. Do you want somebody with goals? Exactly. And not that just ideas, there but do you want yeah. somebody like with the drive to make these things happen? As long as they're working happen. towards something. Yeah, You don't exactly. want just someone that just says, hey, I want to just sit on my ass and just lay around with you, my love, and yeah. crush your hair and be there for you. Yeah. That's kind of exaggerated. But or what I'm like, saying is, like, like, no, they want to know you're doing when something. goes to bed. You know, yeah. like, you they want to know you're, you're at least going for some goals. And I, for me, I guess, I don't know, I don't know who I was listening to or why I was listening to, but... I always felt like no, you gotta, you gotta be more. You know, when you're an artist, you're, you know, no one really, you know, it's it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a struggle. It's, it's not. You know, out of out of all the out of all the hundreds of people that, thousands, millions of people that try to do it, there's only a small percentage that are actually gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age now, it's great. Is again, it's it's easy to to you know with the internet now with YouTube, it's it's easy to go viral with stuff and get your work out there. It's a mm-hmm. great time to be an artist. Oh, wonderful time. I I agree. This uh, is great. There's this is a great revolution. Yeah. Golden age. Yeah. And that's it, why I was so glad when it, uh, who was a chance the rapper saved uh, you know, SoundCloud. I you know yeah my, my friend save. my friend my friend's a huge cinema buff and he's always like dude like cinema man it's like people aren't going to the theaters as much anymore Netflix taking over because movies are different and like, I'm going mm-hmm. yeah there is that but I'm like dude this is a great this is inspirational because now you and I it seems like have better chances now because there's a drought yeah. There, There's there, a drought, and you've got a bucket of water. Yeah. You know? And we have content now, and it's like, you know, studios want, you know, they want it a certain way. And this is what's funny, and I'm talking about this, but to go back to the band, you know, when I was in the band, when I think about one of the many reasons why I decided to stop, you know, I was the one that, I was the straw that broke the camel's back in oh, that band. Oh, okay. Uh, for personal reasons, I just felt like I'd done it enough. We weren't really growing. I was kind of plugged into the whole, like, we need to get signed. Mm. Because at that time I had you a cousin. You guys didn't even go, the, go I, down to the like to get a publicist or anything, right? No, like you dude, guys didn't we, go You know the thing route? is, is we mm. just you know we, uh, you know, we were just doing it too old school. We just assume oh we should go put flyers out, go have free CDs. That'll all snowball. But no, there were there were certain steps we overlooked, and you do once need upon to, a like, time, yeah, publicist. You do need all that stuff, um, especially nowadays. But again, I think at the time. I, I sometimes didn't have a good time in the band because I just felt like we weren't progressing. We weren't getting, we weren't, our shows were getting worse. Like, why? You know, I had a cousin that, that got signed. He was always, he's played at Coachella, like mm. early on in the day, but he still got to Coachella. I got all these cool venues, opened up for bands, went on tours. We, I always wanted to go on a tour. Um, so that. Didn't you, know, you guys do something up the coast, up and down the coast, no. briefly? You want to hear our only tour we did? Yeah. <laughs> we do played, I? We, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Strap in, buddy. Ready? <laughs> we played at the Chain Reaction in Anaheim, and then we got a call from uh, our singer's friend that uh, his friend at, who worked at TGI Fridays, they wanted a band to be playing in, in like by the bar, so we packed up our gear and went to go play at a bar. So that night- the same with, night? Yeah. So that night was our tour, dude. Should have made t-shirts <laughs> with, with the dates. We, we have to use a big-ass font because there's only two dates. With the dates? With the time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, we- Whatever, man. Like, and the only time the only time people walked in to see us, <laughs> the only time people walked in to see us play is when they were using the restroom from the bar. <laughs> oh no! And they would they would do this thing that pissed me off more than ever, where 
they didn't give two shits about you, mm-hmm. but they felt obliged to like as they walk as they walk past you and not stop and listen. They just kind of shake their head and look yeah, at you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm really into this music. Yeah, do it, man. But yeah. not not enough to fucking stay in here and listen to you. Yeah. So well, I know really, I like got a piss. I took that yeah. as like a huge middle finger. I was like, ah, oh, that always pissed. So I would always do stupid shit. So I, uh, see, I'm digressing. I'm totally like forgetting. This is what happens no, when no, I talk. No worries. Uh, what, I'll, I'll share this one. What, you know, there's a lot of fun anecdotes in that band. One time we were playing and. Uh, uh, we were. Uh, it was this. It was in Fullerton. It was called the Continental Room. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Continental Room. Yep. Cool little place. Mm-hmm. Cool place. Has that curtain that opens up? Do they still have that curtain that opens up for the stage? Mm, I've never been there actually, but I just I know about room. it. I oh, know where it is. It's, it's the Continental Room, right? I hope I'm not. Yeah, and it's in Fullerton. Yeah, it was like a, a back in the day, back in its you know the early 1900s, like a speakeasy. Mm. And then they, you know, it's cool history. Really cool, intimate little bar, and and again these curtains open up. Mm-hmm. And we were playing one night, and no one really. No one really cared at all about us. <laughs> they didn't. They were not listening to us at all. I mean, we were an early band, so everyone was just interested in getting off work and you know just talking to their friends. And we were just background music. That's all we were. Uh, so I purposely, I was so mad. I was, I was like mad, but I was still having a good time. But as you know, when the band ends, they uh, close the curtains. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as the band was uh, was uh, as the, as the curtains were closing, I uh, I said good night, Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> and they all like they all stopped what they were doing and they looked and then the curtains be, before they could actually see who said that the curtains closed. Oh, that's <laughs> we, so funny. We were having a great. So I would do stupid shit like that just to like fuck with people, just to have fun. Because yeah. I again, I just like being absurd. I don't like taking life seriously. But I know, I now know what I was talking about. We were talking about uh, again when I broke it off with the band. I was I was too plugged in on trying to to sell out, which. You know, upon hearing now the new deals that they do with artists to try mm. to, because the industry's struggling, like the 360 deals where artists don't make shit. You really, you make more money now being an independent artist, you know, having a good public, oh, like yeah. good marketing and knowing what to do. You make more Even money then, than with, with studios now. They, they, they screw you over. They, they take, they take a percentage of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even that fun. Like, yeah, you get to play cool shows, but you really don't have the, uh, structure. Yes. Yeah. Well, the 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 sort of like bureaucratic structure yeah. of like people behind you making yeah. sure that you're doing what you're doing, yeah. uh, doing what you need to be doing, and yeah, people they are just view you. you and, they just view you as you know like an employee. Your product. And you're just this. Your product. You, you, have, sure to, you're you have to deal with suits. And it's just not. Like everything so, else, but at the know? time, again, I was naive. So I just felt like, no, we have to get there. And why aren't we there? We can be there. And you have to get there. Yeah. But there that location changes and i've never talked to my cousin who got signed too much because he's kind of like a second cousin we have a big i have a huge family mm-hmm. and uh you know i know at this few times i talked to my you know again it's not all the glitz and glamour that it is you know it's like it's like yeah, it's, it's like it's like european tourists coming to hollywood thinking it's great and yeah. you go to hollywood and people are shooting up heroin on the yeah street. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, it's, exactly. it's really not that exciting like, the photographers just really know how to stage the camera so you don't see a you don't see, you know, the cops beating down on someone on, on, on Sunset and Vine. You know what I mean? There's all that shit. You know, the glitz and glamour is there in certain things, but then when you actually, you know, put yourself in there, you realize it's not that, you know. Yeah, and uh, the recording process or, like, yeah. getting signed and all that sort yeah. of thing. That was, or, uh, that's yeah. what we were talking it's, about. It's, anyway. So what I learned was uh, I should have just enjoyed the experience rather than think about trying to, you know, trying to sell out. Mm. But that I don't blame that for the main reason why I broke the band up. There was there was just a lot of personal things. I I felt like I I needed to think of a backup plan. I needed to do something. Mm. Like, you know, all all that just kind of culminated. There were certain things happening within the band that I just felt like 
you know, I don't feel like we're, I don't feel like we're that much that we're, we're that we're not that close anymore. You know, mm. I knew I was in trouble when I'd be at my job and then I go, ah, I got a, I got a show tonight. Uh. And I was like, uh Oh, I, and I, I literally stopped in my tracks and I went, wait a minute. I just regarded my band as a job. I'm fucked. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're at the job. You Fuck, gotta, dude. Yeah. You're about to go on. I got to go work overtime. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's when I knew it was, that's when I knew I was in trouble. That was like a red flag. One of the, one of the first of many red flags to be raised in that, you know, hurricane win. Well, like, what oh, no. what brought that on? Was it more than just uh, more than just not getting signed and not not pushing that? For, that, uh, that I just envelope, felt, you or? know, I honestly felt, you know, when you're in a band, when you think of the bands that have lasted as long as they've lasted, mm-hmm. um, it's be it's because they're like a band of brothers. Yeah, they are. They're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have their individual lives. They go through, you know, the ups and downs, but in the end, they're there for each other. And we were good friends. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt like we were all in that band for different reasons. We, we didn't understand uh, each other and what, what each other wanted. There wasn't that much communication. Mm-hmm. And if I can go back in time, I would be more like, hey, we need to sit down and really talk this, you know, talk about things, you know. Mm-hmm. Some, when, you let things, when you let things just gestate and you think about it, mm-hmm. it really starts fucking with your brain, dude. Yeah, you have to it's make really a bad. move quick. Or, communication is the yeah. most important thing in any field because if you don't and you just sit and linger with it, you start creating these false, you know, ideas of wh- wh- why you think someone is the way they are, oh. and that's terrible. It should oh. never be that way. You know what I mean? So, did it, so the so band it is a, a cautionary personal? tale for all of you out there. <laughs> Always communicate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was that a? Was did it get too personal then? In that case, was everybody looking at each other in a through a different uh, filter? Uh, I don't know if that was that that I don't know if it was that extreme, but I just. You know, uh, one could say towards the end, it was like me and my drummer versus our singer and our guitar player. Because our singer and guitar player were like, they started the band, they were really good friends. Yeah. So they were like best friends. Then me and my drummer, we, we became really close, good friends. And it just felt like him and I both thought, we, we both thought this way, and they kind of viewed it. At, you know, we all wanted to like go somewhere with the band. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. We all wanted the band to like garner some success. But the degree of passion between us of you know was that was where it was different yeah so we weren't all on the same page we were we weren't all in it to win it at the same frequency right right and for me i was just very passionate about it so i would you know things would things would really you know bother me and i would get really you know i would take it in a personal uh, which was dumb i shouldn't have you know when i think about it now i go you know i should have just if i can go back in time i would have i would have just rather the band fade out naturally Mm-hmm. By maybe, hey guys, I'm getting married, or hey, I'm going back to school. I don't have time for the band anymore. Mm. I would have rather gone that way than, you know, at the time I was just like, you know, I just want to cut the head off the snake. I don't want to let it slowly bleed. Uh, I just want to cut it off. Let's just end it. Now. Let's just end it. But at the same time, I go, you know, maybe if we would have just enjoyed it and maybe not taken it so serious, maybe we would have gotten more serious because you know we were just relaxed and we weren't we weren't always stressing out about the next level mm-hmm. the next thing maybe if we would have just you know did the whole hakuna matata kind of feel mm-hmm. and just went with it and had fun maybe it would have snowballed this well stuff. that's like you never know. that's also the that's also the like well-known death of a band too well how about that it's the last time we we record at the Grand Prix <laughs> of downtown Upland. Yeah, we're just we're yeah we're at the Grand Prix. We're at the yeah, we're right right by the pit stop. Uh, actually, you know, uh, I I got this set up because for this exact reason, the fact that I could do this anywhere. You yeah. Know, so 
Yeah, even with that yeah. uh, included, there's only so much. Well, if you think about it, post, if anyone but... anyone listening to this, they can think of you know this is just like a when you're it's like a movie scene, yeah, scene in a film where there's conversations. You're gonna hear background. You're gonna hear background at a restaurant. So we're at a restaurant and it, it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, our voices will be on top of everything else. So. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. Oh no, Doesn't we're coming matter. in just clean. You know, you know. or just fine. Yeah. What, what's that movie? The movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman that hey, I'm walking over here like. Dude, I just posted about that. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight I Cowboy. love that movie. I never saw I it. I lost my copy of it, and it, it pisses me off because it's so hard to find like those kind of old DVDs because DVDs are just dwindling in general. You what, walk you into the like store. The, the, the you gold know, is hard to find? or Well, let's just face it. When you went to, like say, a Best Buy or Target, mm-hmm. they had enough movies there to where they had a lot of old movies. But then, but then the physical copies were disappearing to where the only copies you could find of DVDs were like movies from the past five years. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of hard to find old movies from the 70s, which I think is like the golden age of cinema. Like 70s and 80s were like, ah, that was a great, especially the 70s. 70s was just a very experimental time for cinema. Mm-hmm. That, that movie, Midnight Cowboy, was a great example of that. Uh, you know, so it's just hard to find the physical copies now. You know, mm-hmm. Amoeba, you can go to Amoeba out in LA. They, they have a good movie section, but they charge, they charge you up the ass because they know. They, they know, know it's hard to find. Yeah. yeah. It's what you want. But Do it's you go to like, like a video Paradiso and a... Yeah, that's Claremont? a cool place. Is it good? That's yeah. a, that, I, I, I like the way they itemize everything there. They'll do it by like genre, but like by directors. And they'll have all the directors work. You know, they're very... They're big and they're film knowledgeable too. Yeah, they're very yeah. knowledgeable. Small little place. I didn't know I didn't know that they were owned by like with Rhino Records. Like they all just kind of like... They have like that office in the center mm-hmm. where they can go in and out from Video Paradiso to Rhino. Yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. noticed one of the guys is at Rhino was in Video Paradiso, and I was like, "Wait!" And he's that, going through that back door. That's how I knew door. they were connected. What's going like, on? Oh, that guy works here uh, too. Like, yeah. oh no, he's just a manager, and he's yeah. going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, you so you brought up the Dustin Hoff that that movie in regards. Oh, uh, to... yeah, just that just that scene where like, hey, I'm walking here, like when the cab almost hits him, right? Like that was a Classic. that was a total accident. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had learned that. I don't know, let's say fairly recently. Maybe good it was method years acting ago. right there. Yeah, with and it. he just like went Go with, with it. it, and like that was like the cab driver just drove onto onto Dude, the set, film is... didn't even realize, and like he's just like, hey, fuck off. I feel like I like I feel like I like behind the scenes of films more mm. than actual movies. Like I love documentaries. Like mm. I I absolutely love the making of stuff because mm-hmm. I think about all the stuff that I love. I wish I could have been there when they were doing that. Like see the making. You know what I mean? Like yeah, good stuff. How did you like uh, Anthony Bourdain? Huh? Anthony Bourdain. Did you did you ever watch his? Stuff? I knew about him. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I was very. I mean again I I, I hated that uh, that news. Oh yeah. It's yeah. terrible. That that. And one, uh, in the next film, one, I'm, one of the next films I'm going to be tackling deals with suicide. Oh. Which okay. I think is a very important subject to shine a light on. To mm-hmm. you know, it's it's never it's never old news. It's 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 very rampant, and I I you know. I think it's important to talk about, you know, people that have those personal struggles and, yeah. you know, and, and that that's in with these past few years with these celebrity deaths that have happened because that it's like, dude, it shines a light on it. It really makes people think about like, dude, this is sadly too, because I think, I don't, I don't know if you know anybody who's been through that or oh, yeah. actually went Absolutely. through with that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think we all, I, I, a lot of us know yeah. or, or connected to that. I, in some here's way. the thing. And, I don't feel like I myself have ever been like that. But I know with a lot of struggles that I had, mm-hmm. with my early twenties, I, I kind of went through my existential crisis. Mm-hmm. I felt sometimes like, man, like I feel like I was able to cope with with my feelings, but I feel like if someone else were in my shoes, they'd probably throw themselves off a bridge. Mm-hmm. It, it would scare me because I I went through a lot of weird, you know. Again, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't like everyone else. I didn't, 
I didn't want to just go out and party. I, I started thinking about the big picture of being alive, and it, mm -hmm. it fucks with you. And there's just a and lot. And you're of, surrounded you, by you, people. You who feel like don't you're an outsider. I, I felt like I was in a. I felt like there was this big party, and I was on the outside just looking in, mm -hmm. wondering, how's that? Wonder what that's like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, did you ever? Did Did you ever wish you were part of that? Uh, you, you know ever what? Wish you were into that. It, here's the thing, and, and this goes back to what you're we saying. Do I wish I could have checked it off my list? Yeah. Yeah. But. Like those Vegas but, trips every couple of weeks. And here's the thing, though. Had I done all that in my current state, would I have, would I be as pure as I am with my honesty, with my art that I am? There's always those questions that you can sit and debate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could have been. Could there be you this, been. you know, renaissance man that could just do every, everything, whether it's a good or bad, and have fun, let go, express, and he's still just as pure as he was, you know, still sharp? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I viewed it as a kind of like an enemy. I felt like it was taking me, you know, take, it was, you know what I mean? Like if I was being too debaucherous, it was taking over, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't being, I don't know. I've mm -hmm. always had a problem with that word because I've never really been a real crazy, you know, yeah, debaucherous yeah. fellow. So like, I, I've been out and I partied and stuff. And, I didn't and go here's to Vegas thing. all the time. And here's like, the thing. And yeah. I, and again, there's, here's the thing though. And that's where everyone's different, man. Like everyone yeah. can respond differently to that. There could be people that can go through all that and still come out clean on the other side and mm -hmm. not really have a lot of scars. Mm -hmm. The the person I know I am, the sensitivity that I have, I felt like if I would expose myself to a lot of that, I think I, I think it would have had a negative effect on me mentally, mm -hmm. psychologically. Yeah. Um, but I still go out and have fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like saying like I'm like a pure like you know. You're, no. Like, yeah, I, you're not a homebody. Yeah. So, so much, I right? I know. Trust me. I've been exposed to like fun stuff, but like not to the degree of just like letting loose. Like sometimes it's hard for me to watch movies where they depict like they depict high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I didn't Especially go to I didn't go to dances. I didn't go to parties. I never I never was, I never sat on a Friday night. Whose house is throwing a party? And I never did all that. Like so when I watch those movies, I can't relate to that because I don't know what the fuck that was. Mm -hmm. I was that guy that just coasted neutrally through high school. Mm -hmm. Played music. Played my guitar in my room every day. I would spend the night at my cousin's house. He spent the night at my house. We play video games. We we play music. We jam together. That was my life. That's mm -hmm. all I knew. That's all I. That's all I. And what's weird is that's all I cared to know. Mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit about drinking a beer until I was like 22. Oh, okay. I didn't even like the idea of drinking. My yeah, brother, I had two I, older actually. brothers that yeah. you know they would they I would try could. to expose me to like doing tobacco, chewing tobacco, or and I just it's not like I again I didn't look at it as like oh it's bad. It's like I just didn't care. It, it, it wasn't my interest. I, yeah. had, I had zero interest. And there are some people that they just expose themselves to that. That's what they like. Great. But for me, I just some you know take it too far, I don't but. like to have too much hubris with myself. But I do feel like there's one thing I've been particularly proud of with my life thus far, mm -hmm. to a degree, is that I've always beat it to my own drum. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've ever been too influenced by someone else making me. S I've never felt like I've been fully out of out of myself. Like I've always been pure. Like my decisions I made, what I choose to do, it's just been me. I've never I've never felt like I needed to do something to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of people that aren't like that. They 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 do try to fit in. They do stuff, and it and it might help them, and they might go somewhere. My my point is everyone's different, and, mm -hmm. and different. You know, you can give ten people the same scenario, and mm -hmm. everyone's going to react different to it. It's going to mm -hmm. affect them in the long run differently. Mm -hmm. So with me, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I can look at all that stuff and go, ah, you know, I wish I could have done that more. I should have done that more. Why wasn't I like this? But at the same time, it's like, you know what, dude, I, I look at my life. I'm, 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 I'm blessed. I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm so just like, I love my life. I love the people that are in my life, the people that I know. It's great. It's, mm. it's wonderful. And it's, it's taken me, you know, these 30 years to finally like fully realize that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm glad I went through those really dark phases because it helped me discover this, my, mm -hmm. you know, who I am now. And, you know, it's it, how you make diamonds. Yeah, you it's, know, pressure. it's it, it is. And, and it's important to know that contrast with, the, you know, I know what it's like to be feeling really down and out. And now, you know, it's just it's great. It's important. But mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know. It's all crazy, man. What's the most out of character thing that you do, like, uh, say on a regular basis? The most out of character. Like, thing? when was the last time you were in Vegas? You know, when was the last time you uh, went to a house party and got like just trashed? Um, maybe not that extreme, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, just something that you, you don't typically do. But, like, uh, enough people pressured you to do something. You're like, all right, all right, I'll go out. You know, I'll do this. Well, honestly, uh, the, uh, a big thing with me is, uh, you know, I have a buddy who we go out. We, we like, he's a fellow photographer, but he has a lot of cousins. And we'll, they always like to go out and party. So, for me, like, you know, the last time I did that was, oh, my gosh, a couple weeks ago. And then, I, I mean, I drank more than beyond my limit. So, mm-hmm. that was, you know, again, like, again, like, I sometimes I usually just, I know my limit. Like, I can drink a few and I'll feel great. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but that, when I was out with them, I felt particularly like, no, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I, you know, I, I did go to the, we did go to like, we get, we, we walked like a downtown out in, uh, Orange County, mm-hmm. went to like some, you know, some, you know, clubs did that. And it's like, I can go there, but I'm just not, it's just, usually I'd feel like a fish out of water mm-hmm. and I still know I am there, but I could still go out and be, I could still, you won't know while I'm there that I'm not comfortable. Like I'll, I'll totally be in, you know, I'll, you'll play the part. I'll play the part. Yeah. But I won't make it like, I'm just like completely cut off, um. But I yeah. think th- I think that's a really valuable skill too because yeah. you're you're adaptable yeah. in that case where it's yeah. like some people will just I leave, won't be one of those you know like yeah. worst case I'm not gonna leaves. be a pain in the ass I'm not gonna be the party killer I'm not gonna be the one that ruins it for everyone I'm gonna mm-hmm. have fun um, you know I don't know when that'll happen next I don't have too many of those I'm just you know and I again it's just again it's that thing where it's like I don't feel like I need to anymore like there's just not that ex- you know I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know where that where I where I where I'm at with that. I'm trying to, I, w- I want to try to, you know, find myself in more relationships these days. You know, I mm-hmm. kind of, again, like we were talking about, like when you're passionate about art, it's like, I, I didn't have time to do all that when I was a little younger. Cause mm-hmm. I was just like, like, you know, when you, you want to be with someone, you, you want to be there for them, mm-hmm. you know? And with me, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm in love with my music. <laughs> you're here. The music's up here. Don't, don't ever tell me to, to switch that because I'm sorry. I, I love the art. I love the music. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I know that well. Actually. And maybe I would have made, maybe, you know, here's the thing. You never know. Maybe you meet someone and it, they, they, they help you balance that. They respect it. Mm. I don't know. But the problem is, is it's hard when to you find. have such a, when you have such a circle of friends, you hear so many bad stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, you know, if I can look ahead and see that there's a, a storm brewing, mm-hmm. I don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to go through that. So when I was especially that deep in the music realm, I didn't want to have a girlfriend because I just felt like, ah, it's not because it's, it's not because I'm going to be unfaithful to you because there's, there's so many hot girls. What there was never that, you mm. know, it's, that was one thing that pissed me off about the band life is that cliche never existed. Oh, really? Oh. I got a story about that. Oh dude. That will disagree with that. Dude, that, <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to hear it because for me, I never felt like that was a, uh, that was never an issue for you. That was never of like, you mean like, oh, we're playing a show and there's so many girls that just, and they like, all just want to, they all just yeah. want to fuck you. Dude, dude, and I'm not saying I was completely blind to it because I wasn't, but I swear, like every place we played at, or at least the places we played at, you know, the guy to girl ratio is so off, and there's more guys. It's usually are, guys. Yeah. And while you're playing, the guys are you know mingling with the girls, but it was I, you know, I never felt that. And even when we would go to like little gatherings afterwards, the friends, it was like, dude, we just had our we had our certain friend circle that would come and watch us, and they had friends of friends, but but I don't know, dude. It's it. I was completely taken aback by like. Wow, like when I when I think of like those old documentaries I'd watch in bands when they even the broke bands in the '80s, the hair metal bands that played on the Sunset Strip. I mean, it was just 
crazy. Yeah. Was, there were squirrels just throwing their bras at them. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. I, we never got that. I don't know if it's because we were just indie music and people are nerdy and run indie music and they're just more like they're more like uh, cerebral with music and they're not like you know they're more intellectual in, in a way well also also and, this scene is pretty shy yeah, yeah it is so obviously if you're into that metal you're into that real just you know mm. it is you gotta wear that you, you know what I'm talking about yeah, Anyone yeah, knows yeah. what I'm talking about but it's like no I never experienced any of that shit dude and it bugs me because I was just like what's going on here like you know, I like wow, it doesn't happen. Like it wow. never happens. <laughs> and it's not like to say like you know, hey, it's you know, you know, maybe I should have went out and tried to be more approachable or talk. But it was like, hey, I walked around and I talked to people and I, you know, mm. I don't know, dude. I have I have a really tough time communicating with women on on like a real like I can talk to women in any like friends. I have a lot of friends, you know. Mm. But it's like in, in terms of that, that was always like a problem with me. It's like, man, is it not just, a big flirt? Is it really California? Like is Cal- I don't, you know, I have a friend that is in Midwest. He's like, dude, you need. To, you need to, well, he lived out in the Midwest. He's like, dude, you go out to the Midwest, it's like totally different. Like, there's, you know, people are people. There's still that lingers everywhere. Yeah. But out there, they have a different set of values, and it's like out here, it's like, you know, it's more, much more materialistic. It's just, I don't know. There's, it's. Yeah. What do you do? What can you do? It's and that's what always been a, that's always been a problem for me. And, and I'm always curious, like, do I come off as too intimidating to them because they see me as this real outgoing? Like, you never know, and that's mm-hmm. the hard thing about it. But here's the thing. Um, at that time, I wasn't too into trying to date, so I never really went out too much with that with right, that purpose right. it just never it was never a focus yeah so yeah. i'm at a point now where it's like look i the music's done i still like to be, uh, i i still like to create stuff but here's the thing i i can make more time now for wanting to open myself up to be in a relationship you know actually mm. you know but in the band life no it's not like i have this you know don't ever ask me about my band life babe. <laughs> no you know it was like well, it was, it's not like you're a spy you know yeah it was just crazy but you said you That's had a story, crazy. so now I want to hear your story because you said I have, oh, I have something yeah, to counter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys played the Coffee Clutch years oh, ago. God, yeah, uh, we, we played a few times. A few times. I, 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 I enjoyed that time. place. I actually enjoyed it. It's a good spot. Oh, uh, it's fun. I've been going there since high school. It's fun. Yeah, I used, to, used go, to, have I used to go there to write. The when, before oh. I joined the band, I used to, I used to, I used to just, I used to just uh, hop around from coffee shop to coffee shop. I don't really go to coffee shops anymore, but. But at in my early like nineteen to twenty twenty one, that was like the mecca. I would go, I would go to coffee shops and just sit and write and mm. drink coffee and just, and just. Uh, actually, I didn't drink coffee. I would drink like I never drink coffee, but I would drink like hot chocolate or something. But I would just sit at <laughs> coffee shops and just write, create story ideas for films, write poetry. Mm. Just I was just really involved in all that. Again, well, at that time, that. at that time, while debaters. people were out busy partying at my age, I was just sitting at coffee shops writing obscure existential poetic shit 9 30 at night dude later. i look at my old notebooks and i want to fucking freak out like i'm like what oh. the hell they're like they're gateway into your old mind i'm like dude i was what the what the fuck am i writing what is this oh yeah oh god it freaks Facebook me out reminders? but it's not like in a scary uh, fashion but it's just like holy shit dude yeah. i actually thought like that like mm-hmm. that is what yeah but i get know. those all the time because like usually oh well like for a long time early 20s same thing it's like i, I would uh just post on facebook mm-hmm. uh just whatever bullshit yeah and I get those reminders to this day of like, you know, hey, seven years ago today or like, you know, 10 years ago today, you said this. And I'm reading that. And I'm like, I would never write that. Like, why yeah. would I? Oh, God. Yeah. Not nothing offensive we, or yeah. bad or anything like I that. But I'm just like, I would never write that. You uh, know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was it was weird, man. I Again, I, I went through some really crazy existential like phases where I was mm. just. It was deep, and it was hard for me to. It was hard for me to connect with anyone because I go, I don't think you're gonna think like me. Not that I want you to be exactly like me, but 
I don't know. I'm I'm far out there right now, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm just not, on a different page right now. I am not in this realm of what you know. I just can't be it. And if I I couldn't try, if I you know, to, no, I'd be like, it was hard. It was crazy. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we keep we keep going away from this uh, story oh, about story, the coffee yeah. clutch. <laughs> See what I mean? Oh, we okay, really so I saw a Christian band play there. They played on the patio. Okay. Uh, where you guys play? Okay. Where I saw you guys play once. Um, Total Christian band, right? You're run-of-the-mill, really good, all good musicians, but run-of-the-mill Christian band. Afterwards, I'm talking to him, I'm talking to the guitarist, and I'm like, uh, somehow it came up, that subject. I'm like, I was like, so are you married or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I'm married, but like, I get, a, I get approached a lot yeah. by women. Yeah. And I'm like, really, as a Christian huh. band? And he's like, all the time, I'm I'm in a I, I play guitar. I'm in a band, and like women just, like just come to me. Really? And I'm like, no way. I would have Christian band. He's like, I would have followed matter. his ass to see if he's he's telling the truth though. Not saying I'm not denying him. Uh, well, because I'm not denying him from well, my own personal experience. But I'm just word, going. I only met him the one time. I'm just going. You know? Wow. Yeah. He was like. He's like. He's like moths to a flame. He's like, I'm. I play guitar. I'm in a band. I'm good. Yeah. Well, he didn't say I'm good. I was like, you're good. Oh, you dude. Know? I mean, yeah. I, dude, I, I, I felt like for me, it was like we played at the press, which was a great little college bar. I saw you guys play. I took some pictures. And, dude, guys we there. were, yeah. I was a, I, dude, I was the fucking, without a spotlight on me, I was still a uh, spotlight. I was, I was going, I was having yeah, fun. Yeah, you were rough to cover. I, was, I remember I was that. Being, yeah. I was a crazy son of a bitch. You were in the darkness. And I thought that would have in itself been more of these, you know, maybe girls walk in. Wow, who's this? What? Dude. I would never, I can't even tell you one time a girl would approach me and be like, hi, I, man, you playing good, you know, blah, 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 nothing. Wow. Like, there was nothing. And I was, my friend and I would always joke about my drummer. Mm. He had a girlfriend, but but uh, then I remember he broke up with a girl, and then we were at, we were, we were, uh, there was only, okay, here's one time. We were at the Hip Kitty. Mm-hmm. Remember the Hip Kitty? Yeah. That, that hip joint that, yeah. that blows the Whisper House out of the water, that, that new Whisper House. Is, I hate the Whisper House yeah. because it, it only has they a pat- tore it apart. Yeah. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Dude, so when you walked into the Hip Kitty, you would walk in. And you would see the that you'd walk in, you'd see the restrooms. There's a wall. Then you'd have to walk to the left, and then it would open up to you. Yeah. Then there's now, bar. Then there's stage on the right. Now you just walk in, and it's yeah. just a big fucking room. It's like for a whisper house that's supposed to be like uh, themed after a speakeasy. Yeah. It's anything but. It's the conspicuous house. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wide open. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Whoever you have thought to go of that. A small door to get to yeah. it, but that's it. Yeah. Terrible concept. There right? isn't even the door. When, no band. The, the wall when you walk in. That's yeah. not even there anymore, yeah. right? No, there's yeah. there. Uh, dude, the Hip Kitty was a perfect layout. Cool stage, mm-hmm. cool place to just go listen to jazz. I was bummed because they, they don't there. have enough of those kind of venues where you yeah, can just go drink a few b- and just listen to a jazz band. Like yeah. we don't really have that out here. And a good jazz band. Yeah, too. there like, was there was some good shit good. there. They always had good bands. Yeah, they always had the music. You know, yeah, it was great. Oh, it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, sometimes our singer would go there and open mic uh, and play and do piano. Oh, he's great because Mike Mike was skilled like that where he could he could, he could some, do he could, he, he could play some mean piano so yeah. he could do like jazz improvise which is like again if you want to test your skills as a piano player play with a jazz band. That's oh. amazing. Oh yeah, they will they will put you through your paces. But anyways, we played there once. Well, we played there actually a lot. But one time we were playing there, and our our sing- our drummer had, had he, was, he didn't have a girlfriend anymore, and there was two girls that were sitting at a bar. Mm. He was really attracted to one of them, and they were they were they were casually watching us, you know, you know, listening to us, go, conversing, and li- looking back to us. You know, we were having a good time, but it didn't seem like they were really looking at us like they were, you know, with these hungry eyes. Mm. I didn't I didn't I didn't sense that. But anyways, he was really attracted to this this one girl, so we finished our first set and 
he's like, I'm, Vinny, he's like, Vinny, I need you to be my wingman. Like, let's go over there and just try to have a conversation with their friend. I was like, sure, I'm totally down. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So we go, order a drink. We say, hey, how you doing? And, and at first, you know, hey, they, they they want to strike a casual conversation, but it didn't seem like they were too like, you know, from what this Christian guy was saying that yeah. they're just like moths to a flame. No, yeah. we were. We were approaching these moths, but they weren't, you know. They, <laughs> they weren't, weren't into it. Yeah. I just wanted to say Well, hi. they were just being nice, I think. Yeah, But, you know, uh, my my drummer put on his best charm, and, you know, really he really tried to make it known, like, hey, I'm I'm coming here because I, you know, I, I noticed you, and I think you're really attractive, and I, you know, hopefully hopefully you can stay the rest of the night. He didn't say it like that, but that's what the implication was. So, yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, that'll, that'll sh- I struggled a conversation quick, with the friend. Yeah. I could tell the friend is just there we're, we're, we're just talking it doesn't seem like it's gonna go anywhere yeah you know i'm pretty quick to like know whether or not something's gonna you know blossom into something well the the, the best wingman yeah uh distracts the yeah. friend you so, know? I, so we, okay so yeah so let's say i was the best regardless i did we did it we 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 uh i i did my part he did his part we go and we have to play our next set we only have a 10 minute break whatever mm. 15 minute so we go back on stage we start playing and and uh about two songs in and again I, again once we went back on stage again, I'm, I'm, I, I just completely just felt again. It was one of those nights where we were just on our shit. It felt mm. great. So we start playing, jamming, feeling great, and and then I noticed two songs in that uh, the girls are leaving, oh. and I don't think our drummer had noticed at first. And <laughs> Alexi, so I notice every single song after they left mm. was played with even a little more for you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he just he gave it that much more anger with every song. <laughs> Uh, and uh, to be honest, again, that's one of the many, the few times that I felt like, again, when we, our, our interaction with women at an actual venue, at an actual show, which that's is amazing. crazy. Trust me, I, I am just as eluded as you are. And it's not like I'm here trying to sugarcoat that, oh, no, I was just too nervous. No, dude, there was never, I never felt like I was in a position where like, dude, there's these girls will just not leave me alone. Yeah. They won't. Like, that's- No. They were just completely. And you guys were good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were good. Bad was good. We but were a good like, band. Damn, like we were only getting better. Here's the thing. I don't think we were. I don't think we were there yet to be like the next big band. But we were. You guys were anyone, not getting worse. Everyone that, that anyone that would listen to us be like, you guys are on the road to something good. If you if you can if you can hundred percent stay with it. Hundred percent. I believe that. Yeah. That's the only reason I joined the band. When you guys dropped Human Protocol, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I love it. I can't. You can wait. you can actually research jetpacks and laser guns. I think it was called True Blue or Honest Blue. Honest Blue. Mm-hmm. Someone did a review of our and they they gave it. They didn't give it a full like. They kind of picked it apart, and it kind of it kind of deflated some of the band. I was like, guys, hey, there's gonna be a critics, dude. You you have to you, you just have to roll with it. Like, don't worry about it. Like, oh, yeah. that's one critic's opinion. Sorry, that's me. I'm there, a critic. But I'm saying that's one person's opinion, and there's other people that are gonna love you, and you can't just focus on that one negative thing and go, oh no, like, no, no. You also have to, don't listen you have to, to critics. Accept, you have to accept <laughs> that everyone has their own personal opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's gonna like you. Not yeah. gonna, you know, you can go to. I, did you see I that? I don't change my I don't change my social like quality towards anyone when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Some people you rhyme with, some people you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you say, "Oh, fuck those people that don't want it." Like, no, it's just like, dude, not everyone's gonna like you. Yeah. With, yeah. with, with whatever you're doing, it's just that's how it is. Do you read uh, music reviews? Uh, Are you up on like blogs and all that, like websites? Uh, not too much these days, but I still like to like with movies, especially before mm-hmm. I go watch a movie, I'll go on Rotten Tomatoes. I used to love when Roger Ebert was alive. I loved rough. listening to Roger Ebert like talk. Um, he's a great documentary. But I, I always loved when I was a kid watching Siskel and Ebert like mm-hmm. that. You know the two. Times, uh, I always love watching movie reviews. So, so I feel like I, I look at more, more movie reviews than, than music. But 
but uh, it was cool to to have someone again break down our our music and mm-hmm. you know they they what they say. Oh, I I don't know if what, they thought they I don't know if they thought like? I don't think they thought thematically it was intact. Okay. It you know human protocol was it was just you know it didn't match what the songs were but you know they were really picking it on that like the whole the whole gamut of like you know they're picking on the name of the yeah album? you know some of these you know these songs don't really reflect that that out that name and and you know this song this song doesn't compliment this song well it just seems like a filler you know just so like you know but she had a lot of good stuff to say about us but mm-hmm. at the same time i read it and been, i was like you know this is your opinion but you don't know all the meat and potatoes that went into making this you don't that, you're that's just listening saying, from like, the outside uh that's what i'm saying don't. like like go ahead and listen to what they have to say you know or read what they have to say yeah i'm i'm a music critic that's yeah. that's how i got into this whole no, thing great. um but it's great because. But at the same time, you do not owe me an explanation. No. You're the musician. Mm-hmm. I'm the listener. Not at all. You don't owe me an explanation. Not at all. Yeah. I will. I will tell you what I think about and it, and you will take that. And you're entitled to that opinion. With a giant grain of salt. And I, I give you that freedom. Yeah. In no way am I gonna. In no way am I gonna bribe you to say some good shit about me. I want you to just be yeah. honest with me. Yeah, I'll be honest don't with you. But at the coat. same time, it's like if you disagree. As elementary fine. as this is, there was <laughs> you know? one music teacher we had in the band. It was a friend of my step. Uh, it was a cousin of my stepmom's. We played for him. He was he's a very accomplished guitar player. He's in a lot of bands. Still tours. He's great. He's still he still he'll still message me out of the blue. And you know, I haven't talked to him in years. But uh, when he went to go hear our band once in L.A., he said to us, uh, first things first, I'm not going to bullshit you, so don't bullshit me." Okay. And that was great. And I love that. He was honest with us. I mean, there was not everybody song. hears that though, yeah. right? But he was a very accomplished musician, so yeah. uh, you know, he would just tell us honest. He would be honest with us. He was actually that he was actually going to be recording our last EP before we broke up. So we were recording before right before we broke up, we were recording three songs. Mm. There's one song that didn't that we didn't put out to the world that really pains me. It was called uh, Shutter Speed. We used to play it live. And it, it is a song that I think was so such a good representation of where we were moving musically. mm mm-hmm. Mhm great song we got to the mix stage we we couldn't mix we didn't mix it we had a rough mix and then the band broke up and we never me and alex reached out and said hey guys even though the band's broken up do you want to just finish this ep just to put it out and they were like no we don't the band's done there's no point so we never got to do that but you know i'm totally if you if you would love it i could i could i could send you the songs just so you can hear them oh they're very rough yeah extremely rough and anyone that inquires about it, that's listening to this, they you could totally. I, I mean, again, I would love them here, hear the potential. But man, oh man, I'm I'm like so bummed that. But he was, that guy, Vic. He was, uh, he was behind our, um, he was behind uh, producing that. He took us to like some cool little studio out in uh, Silver Lake, mm-hmm. and we were recording it. It was he was a great teacher, great. He I learned a lot about just how to be a musician, on a on a personality level, on a you know like. He was just a great. He had a great, a great philosophy about what music is and mm-hmm. give it your all. And yeah, but uh, that's amazing because like those 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 people are so tuned into something I don't understand. I'm not a musician, so uh, and you don't and that, qualify that. So when it comes to that, and again, when you when you re, when you review an album, you don't need to review it on a technical aspect. Well, I never do. Oh, it just seems yeah. like this band. They only stay in you know major keys. They don't go in any mind. You know, like. Yeah. Anyone that does that's like, dude, come on! Like, no, you, you, you represent the casual listener, mm-hmm. which for us 
musicians is the main, you know. That's who's hearing it. And that's who's buying it. Yeah. That's who. That's who's. That's who's. That's, that's who's what I do in my photography. Business. That's what I do in my writing. Where I'm, I I will tell you what I heard. Yeah. You know, I will I will describe to you what I heard about this album, this show, and take it as you will. Yeah. Also, like maybe I'm I I'm an authority on some level because like you know, it's it's a it's my job you know to actually do this, but at the same time. I'm not a musician. You don't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't owe me an explanation. If I thought you sucked, so what? You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, who cares what I think? Yeah. You know what you did. Yeah. I think I know what you did. Yeah. But, you know. And if, you know, the album works, if it's that if it's that translatable, if you just click into it, you understand it, that's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it happens. There's some albums, there's some reviews where they just get... They get a 90%. They get a 95%. They, that's great. It's working. Yeah. It's important to know when it's not working. Obviously, if you get that many negative reviews, it's like, well, wait, there's something we're not, something we overlooked here. Well, do you know the band uh, Greta Van Fleet? I do not. Hmm. They're a band that does a lot of like uh, Zeppelin-style music, and they were destroyed by a pitchfork writer. Uh, the guy just tore the album apart. Their newest... I can't remember the name of the album. He just tore it apart. He's like, this is all derivative bullshit, blah, 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 blah. In like three pages of just tore it apart. And everybody agreed because nobody likes this band apparently. Yeah. But they're good. Like, they're, you know, they're good at what they do. And I'm like, well, they're good at what they do. You know, you could have come at that from a different angle. You didn't have to talk so much shit. But at the same time, I'm like, that's what you heard. Write it down. You know? Yeah. Give it a... You know, give it your interpretation. But it's... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I have a hard time caring about, as a critic, caring about other critics. Yeah. You know? Because I, I know I know more musicians than I know critics, for sure. And I don't understand how a critic without a music background can talk that much shit. Yeah. Yeah, kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah. <laughs> That's good though, man. I yeah. love that you're you're staying with it. And you're so passionate about following bands and seeing what's new. Oh, I try, but it's yeah. great, man. I I'm it's so hard to, to keep. Up, I'm trying dude. to get out there more and discover new bands because I always go, man, who's the next great band that I don't know of that's gonna change my life? You know what I mean? Like, because you think of those certain bands, you know, that were just a huge pivotal part of your growth of mm. just everything. Yeah. And I just go, I'm, is there a band I haven't discovered out there that's out there that has a, a whole line of work that they've done that's just going to, I'm just going to be blown away by it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe that's that band already exists. That's what I'm always, that's what I'm always on, on, the, on the lookout for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I need, to, I need to start going out to music venues more. Oh, you don't really, do you not go to many shows? No. I, I Well, you know, living out here, it's, you know, I don't, there's not too many local places, but. You're not a uh, Pomona guy? Um. Dude, I've been I've been to P Town. Yeah, I refer to it as P Town. I have been to P Town. I have been to P Town in in a while, dude. Uh, oh, I need to go, go out there. Man. I heard they have a lot of cool breweries now. I gotta go there. I gotta hit up. They're they're well, renovating they've got, a lot. They've got uh, homage. You gotta going. you know you you have my contacts now. You gotta hit me up. We can go we can go out go to like go to those venues. Yeah, definitely. Go just man. chill. Uh, have DBA. Some beers. You DBA, guys play DBA. We used to play there all you the play, time. You guys played Release the Scene. I have photos we, from that. We we were there all the time and we had some killer shows there, man and. 
And that, that was another thing. I remember we, I remember going back to the women thing. We would sit outside waiting, and there was always clubs going on. And mm-hmm. you'd have all these women, just these beautiful women walking by, yeah. going to their club. They didn't give two shits about us. Mm-hmm. Even if we had our instruments in our hand, they didn't care. They're, they're, going, out to, they're going out to forget about their life for yeah. a couple hours. You know, they don't care. And we're just, we're these, we're these, well, they're indie, not there to see bands, we're these, these sure. indie dressed rock guys that mm-hmm. they don't know. We're not, we're not fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just a couple of flies, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're not, they don't give a shit about us. Yeah. So dude, it, it's just, it's fun. But yeah, DBA does, ha- they have, they have a place where, you know, you don't want to go too far off the downtown cause there's a lot of crime there. But within the downtown Pomona, they've got a cool art scene. They've got a great scene there, especially with music. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of cool venues from the Glass House to DBA. It feels like, a, seems like on every corner of, of the blocks, there's. Oh, Donovan's has shows there's, now. There, yeah, there's always yeah. music. And I heard there's a place there. I, I got again, this year I'm really, uh, or next year I'm really gonna start pushing. Like again, my film that I finished, it's, you know, again I've already done a circuit with it, but I want to do more. Like I want to showcase it more because again it's on YouTube, but it's like I want to I want to go to these places that will actually play it live for people just for fun. You know why not? Just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And I know Pomona has a lot of that. There's a lot of little mm-hmm. hidden gems. So they have a cool antique store there. Have you been to it? There's a really they have cool. A few. Yeah, there's this one that's like a couple stories. And do they? Have yeah, some, yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, they yeah. have some cool shit. And their attic in there is, they have like a bottom area. It's really unsettling. There's something about it when you're there. It's like. Been. Yeah, my aunt would never. She never goes downstairs because she feels like there's just bad energy there. It's mm-hmm. an old historic place, and I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not really open to like. You know, I. I want to believe in ghosts. I really do, but I have to experience it to fully. I've never experienced to be on board a ghost. with it. I'm like that with anything. Yeah. I have to. I have to experience something to know, deep down, it's it's. I need heart. I need. I need uh, evidence. You know, empirical evidence. You know, I need that. Like, give me it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, wait. Uh, let me. Have- it's hard to tell uh, what's true and what isn't, you know, unless you experience it. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very big on that, and that uh, that that's a good for me a, a good segue to uh, again my, my film that I did that I, you know, it, it was it was dealing with religion mm-hmm. with that big you know that big concept because that for me is like the mecca of of what divides people mm-hmm. whether they're going to believe in something or not. Uh, probably, probably the biggest one, yeah. So when it came to, again, I just I just left the band. I was I suddenly got this inspiration. I want to make movies again. So I got into uh, wanting to tackle a story. And uh, going back to when I told you when I'd go up to go see you two, that you go to that Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Going up to that landscape, I fell in love with it. So I was. Uh, when I was thinking of a movie I want to make, like I want to make something, but I want to challenge myself and shoot somewhere like that's real cinematic. So that landscape spoke to me. Mm-hmm. So then, dude, I don't know how the idea came to me, but I've always had an interest in people that, again, whether it's a ghost story or whether it's, I, I, you know, I saw the light, mm-hmm. you know, near death experience. Mm-hmm. I, I went to heaven or I went to hell. I mean, I, I remember reading a great story about someone who claimed they went to hell for a day. And they, I, it, what was that story? Oh, dude, it was. Did I, you listen to Art Bell? I love Art Bell. Oh, dude. Good. <laughs> he just passed, dude. I was so... Oh, he my passed? God. He died. What? When? He died. Uh, believe it or not, he died on like a month that had a Friday the 13th. He no. passed away on that. Dude, Wait, I listened... last year? Yeah. Uh, this year. This year? Dude, I, I would listen know. to uh, Ghost to Ghost. That was my favorite when he would sell oh, Halloween stories. Yeah. Dude, that guy's an inspiration. That guy's that guy a national treasure. He really is. Him, His show and the X-Files are yeah. responsible for all of my childhood mm-hmm. fears. His voice alone, dude. You drive. Yeah. You drive. 
you drive in at uh, two in the morning somewhere and you're listening to like that that f that, you know that AM dial, mm-hmm. listening to Art Bell's voice AM in general. AM six forty. Oh, dude, <laughs> I can imagine during the how cool it must have been back in the day, like you know, because I didn't really know him until later until he mm. started doing his comebacks. Mm. But like during the '90s, he has like you can go on YouTube and find like his old ghost to ghost so like during halloween he'd have like four hour specials where just people calling in and just telling yeah. ghost stories and it's like dude the thing is i want to believe all of them because they sound so convincing mm-hmm. but i can't because mm-hmm. i'm just not one of those you know he was pretty objective too. he was he was um, good at that yeah he was good at just like oh yeah and then what else happened yeah you know like, and that's and that's how i wanted to approach my movie where it's like i i want to make a movie that's not it has a spiritual aspect to it. It has a person that experiences this, you know, I, I'm so intrigued by those people that have experiences, but have no proof. Mm. So that was like my, that was my, that was my approach with making that. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make a movie that's like pro religion or whatever. It's like, mm. I'm not trying to promote anything. I'm just, I'm just telling a story. Mm. I'm not, you know, I didn't want to make the movie. I, I talked to my, my producer at the time. I was like, you know, are we going to get, you know, is this going to be a film that only Christian festivals are going to want to take? I'm like, cause I'm like, I don't know. I want to be honest with them. It's like, guys, I'm not, I just made a movie about telling a story about a person who has this really crazy religious experience, you mm-hmm. know, like both he, he experiences both heaven and hell, you know, mm-hmm. you know, long story short, it, you know, the compromises we made on that film, everything. I'm really proud of it. It was, it was a crazy production, but, uh, but going back to that, uh, you, you were asking that. me, you were asking me about that, uh, that guy, uh, that, that story about hell. The reason mm. I liked it is like with my film when I I show the I show the character kind of experiencing hell it's really hard how do you do it in a fifteen minute movie how do you how do you how do you showcase that you got to kind of refer to the stereotypical stuff but I I shot it in a way to where I kept it kind of obscure but I I I had to showcase because without I didn't have a lot of dialogue in the film so I have to showcase that he's obviously experiencing hell so mm-hmm. you have to kind of refer to those you know that cliche imagery but I read this story when I was doing research on the movie I was like trying to like get inspiration about this person that went to hell and what was amazing about it is it wasn't your cliche hell like fire and suffering it was just these he was just in this this these dark pits of just a lot of people standing around confused barely mm. could see them there was just barely light on them but they were all just standing there and all of them were stuck this was which is I was I was very intrigued by this all of them were stuck in the time period that they died so there was just people of all walks of life in human history that you know that looked the way they looked and they were just all like just you know it was it was a place for them to just sit and think and dwell it wasn't a you're suffering you're on fire you're burning in a who you told know. you this story i was reading it my my uh my my i would you know if i could i i'm still good friends here's the good thing the band broke up but we're all good friends still we all mm. talk that's that's the that's a relief that's the that's the, the best I'm, part that's all that, that's what i'm happy. truly grateful for but i could ask my drummer if he still knows because he dude that guy's such an online like nut he knows every, he's so obsessed with the internet like he he he's so he, i guarantee he he showed me that story two years ago three years ago I could ask him about it. He'll probably know where to go and find mm. it. But it's a really interesting read. You would probably really get a kick out of it. But it was just cool to finally see a depiction of hell as, you know, not Dante's Inferno. You know yeah. I mean? It wasn't that. Or Dante's Inferno. Yeah. yeah. So when I, but when I made my film, I had to, I had to communicate to the, what I would hope the masses. So mm. I had to make it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to, if I had made a full movie, I would have loved to have shown hell in a different way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when, again, that, that's a real tricky topic. I'm very, I'm very intrigued by it. You know, I, I, I come from a very religious family. I, it's hard yeah. to uh, reconcile certain yeah. things, you know? I, well, the thing is, I, I do too. Mm. I have a very, and, and the thing is, I'm not, I don't, I don't consider myself an atheist at mm. all, but I can't fully jump on ship with anything because I'm just kind of, 
I just don't know, you know, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't attack people that are religious. I don't mm. attack, I don't denigrate anyone for their beliefs. I don't, you know, I respect even a Scientologist. I don't care. Mm. You, whatever makes you feel whole, mm -hmm. that's your business. Yeah. It's not, it's none of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think of you any less if you say you fully believe in, you know, the Noah's Ark story. Mm -hmm. I don't care. That's, that's, that's your business. And mm -hmm. I respect that. Um, well, it, it, it changes, of course, like when it, yeah. when they start using that to tell you things, yeah. you know, yeah. when they start using I, it to tell I you don't what have to a, do. Yeah. And stuff I don't like have that, a problem with know? religion. I have a problem with flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Oh, dude, that's, that's oh crazy. That is, at, you know, I don't that, believe that that's. Yeah, like, I think I it's just, a, I, think, I think it's like, it's a, a I think it's like a huge trolling yeah. thing. Yeah. I really do. Like, there's no way. You can actually think the Earth is flat. There's just no way. Because like every every like once a month, you I'll might as well say water's not wet. Says, yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah. just that's absolutely bonkers. It's like they proved this, proven this time and time again. You, there's what do you so, there's countless ways you can show you can refer someone to a book where they can explain it to or, or video. Mm -hmm. Even watch that famous that jump that that guy did in 2012, the highest uh, skydive. You know, and they show his yeah. perspective. You can see the curvature of the Earth. You can mm -hmm. see it. He's 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 beyond the at layers of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, there was a meme. It was, was like John Baumgartner or whatever his name was, uh, jumped out of this thing and was pulled down to the earth by the weight of his own testicles. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like he was just that much of a badass. He skydived from space. That's crazy. You know, imagine that. <laughs> imagine, imagine after doing that, how everything else just seems so like boring, insignificant. Like I don't. Dude, if I felt like what I jumped, if I skydive from there, any fucking problem I have is gone. Like, I yeah. always think of this. Think about this. Imagine you and I, you know, we're shrouded in our dramas and our, our problems, our issues, all this stuff. Mm. This all just happens on the ground. But the minute you, if you were able, <laughs> if you were able to ascend, think about this. I know. If you were able to ascend 200 feet above the ground which is taller than most trees higher mm. than most trees suddenly you're you're not framed by anything in it. like you and i right now are framed by buildings by an mm -hmm. awning we're framed by stuff mm -hmm. the minute you go that high suddenly you're above you're above the entire platform where all human drama takes place mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like yeah. so it's like i can only imagine skydiving from from that high mm -hmm. you dude you don't even see you, you from that height. You can't even make out building anything. You can't make out anything. Yeah. And, so, and that gives you a whole new perspective on like, why do we dwell on the shit that we dwell on? When you really think from a cosmic perspective of just how small and insignificant mm -hmm. we are, I can't imagine after doing that, I wouldn't give a fuck about anything anymore. Yeah. It would be <laughs> like, hard to give a fuck about anything. There was a, there was a Edgar, just, Edgar Mitchell. I want to say was the, the, the astronaut who saw the first time he saw earth from orbit yeah he said he wanted to grab a politician by his collar yeah. and say look at that you son of a bitch what are you fighting about yeah it's like look this is this is beyond us you know yeah. that's crazy it's beyond anything like we can't even worry that was one of my that biggest anymore. that was one of my biggest uh, idols when i was younger or when i was going through that phase is uh, carl sagan Was a uh, was a uh, Carl, Carl Sagan. Sagan. He was yeah. my. Uh, sorry, a butterfly flew in our view. And we were just totally transfixed on this butterfly. Yeah, especially uh, since it's like nine o'clock at yeah, night. And it's like it's glowing. It's actually butterfly. a firefly in California. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, yeah, we. Uh, 
Carl Sagan was just he had a way with words and the way he talked about it, it is mm. it just changed my life. I remember I, I remember I opened his book Cosmos mm-hmm. in the first chapter the first sentence said the cosmos is all that is or ever was or will be mm-hmm. and that just like s- stopped me and it was just like oh shit I never thought of never thought of things that way. You know? Did you see his uh did you read his I'm sure you did uh, his bit on the pale blue dot? Yes. I, I actually memorized that passage. Did you? I have I have a few of his passages memorized. I tried to. It's long. <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson is a new age guy that I love listening to. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. Too, yeah. I have a few of his things because sometimes I'll just recite it and I'll say it and it'll just it, again it just brings me back to this. That's Zen. it. That's us. It just helps me. It just helps me stop thinking about, stop worrying and just look at the big picture and it's just it's important, dude. I do the same it's thing. Important. I come to that every day. It's now. important to in my and, and sometimes people think I'm a little negative where it's like, dude, it's important to realize. I am, I am just, again, you're so small and so, but it's like, here's the thing. It's not that, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the best. It's like, you know, it's not that the universe is there and you're here. You're part of the universe. Where you are, where you are are the the universe. universe. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And sometimes I had a problem with this. Sometimes I really wanted to connect with someone that I I really wanted to think as deeply as that. Like, do you ever feel these things? Do you ever think these things? The thing is, a lot of people do. They just don't think about it at, at the same frequency that you do, but they're still aware of it. But sometimes, yeah, on but some sometimes level, when course. you go to the masses, though, you could just—they don't—they just want to follow what's known. It's I just want to go do this, do that, well, I live it's easy, this, and that's you know that's the that's the life, you know. And the majority of people are are willing to be like that. But mm-hmm. for artists, for critics, for people that want to do stuff that's a little outside the box, mm-hmm. you know, you suddenly you find your community of people you know a little smaller because you're like, yeah, I can hang out with those people that are, you know, I don't want to. You know, I don't know what they call them. You know, the cattle, the sheep that just that just live comfortably doing their little thing. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when you some suddenly you're on the outside and you're trying to fit in with them, you're like, I just I can't. I don't. We, we just don't have nothing. Well, you just, just don't get it anymore. Yeah, there's yeah. just something weird there. And you know, mm-hmm. all my friends now that I know are having kids and getting married, having big houses. Look at my new house. Look at all this. <laughs> and I'm just like, like yeah, that's great, man. But. I don't think I still want that right now. I mean, I'm open to more relationships now. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, give my time to someone if they're, you know, if they're just as open wanting, you know, I'm there, I'm on that level, but no way am I going, I, dude, I got to hurry up and find someone so I can get married and have kids and just. Yeah. You're, you're just not on that track. No. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't. I'm I don't, not either. Like I don't a, talk about any, anyone that does that <laughs> as long as they're ready and they do it. Fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, how many you know, people do we know though that are ready? Or that were ready when they had kids. Or when do you ever have this? You, ever, you know, there, there was a, there was a. I think like I'm, I'm, I've always had this weird perception, and I, you know, it's funny is I'm saying this, but it's because I, I, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and he said it so well, is that when you're, you know, when you're a kid, you look at adults and you go, one day I'm gonna be an adult, and I'm gonna, I don't feel like an adult, but I look at them and they feel like they look and feel like adults to me, but then when you finally get older, you still feel like you're. You're still not an adult. You're still not there. Yeah. You're, and you, I feel like I'm constantly still looking at the generation that's 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 uh, preceded me and going, ah, oh, they're you know, they're. Uh, I'm still trying to ascend to that. Yeah. But I never feel like that. But I now you're f- older than them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like I'm 30, and I look at like when I was a kid, looking at 30 year olds. Yeah. Looking at my parents when they were 30. Exactly. Like looking back, I'm like, now I get. Oh, I remember they were 30 at the time. And I I have a whole respect. They had no idea what the fuck they yeah. were doing. But know? man, my, my, my parents had four kids. Good for them. They they made ends. You know, they did what they could, and they gave us a good life. But I'm just going, man. Like, I I, I just know it's it's just not even on my mind right now. And, and you know, our parents, you know, they would get married when they're like 19, mm-hmm. 18, 20. 
It's just what you did. It's just what you did. And now it's just, it's a whole new thing. And you got to, you know, I always love when my dad goes on rants about, you know, this this new generation. I'm like, Dad, since the dawn of time, every generation has been Mm -hmm. looking at the next generation going, oh, they're just, what are they doing? They're doing stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's their parents thought that they were pieces of shit. You know, as long (laughs) as we're not, you know, I don't, you know, and again, there there may be certain aspects within that. Like, are are we slowly devolving with, with all this 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 technical overload of stuff that we stop to worry about. That are we are sure. we are we being cut off socially where we're not? You know, you know. My I, I I wrote a post the other day. I was like, you know, the problem I have with social media is, you you look at people whether it's a girl or a guy, anyone. People are very three dimensional and very lively on on this two dimensional screen that you look at. But the minute you you're in the three dimensional world, the outside world, and mm. you talk to those people, they become two dimensional. Oh, bizarre! And isn't that bizarre? And I see that it's more true. Than often. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get tired. I get really that that one really kills me. You know, I'm not going to say any names, but there's a girl that I good friends with. But uh, you know, she is she is so outgoing and so just looks like she has it together and so social on social media. But the minute I've 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 ever talked to her at a party or met her, she's just completely flat and just dull. And it's like, what You're happened? You're not her audience. What what? Why are we not? We're not translating here. Mm. And it's like. Well, because her audience isn't individual people. Yeah. Her audience is a group it's weird. of people over the internet. And I, I'm trust me, I'm one of those people though. When I do walk into a party scene or anywhere, I want to talk to you. I just want to, I just want to talk about. Yeah, and just, I here's the thing. Yeah. I want to talk to you about random shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about. I don't care about where you work. I don't care about what. You, if you want to talk about that, we'll talk about that. Me, dude, I'll, I'll fucking talk to you about how many times you think you blink a day. <laughs> like I dude, I don't I'm just fucking interested about anything. Yeah. Like I just I'm one of those people we, we can dude my you know my favorite thing in life is to do hmm. is to sit around a bonfire, drink beer and talk. Yeah. The most the most tribal thing in the human species mm-hmm. is to sit around the well, campfire, stay warm and just talk about crazy weird shit. I love it. I I never get tired of that. Yeah. Whenever my brother invites me to his house, hey, we're having a bonfire, I'm there. Yeah. I went to an LA party recently. I don't want to I went to an LA party. It was lame. All the people that said they were going to show up <laughs> didn't show up, oh, and no. I was already out there. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to go there because I already am more here, and I already have beer in my hand." Mm-hmm. It was a friend's giving, and a lot of my friends didn't show up, and it was torture. I was I was surrounded by a bunch of people that did not give a shit to like wanna. They only wanted to talk to their people. They didn't. They, oh, know, the I, I, they I tried to talk, and, and I I felt like a complete fish out of water. That was absolute feeling. I hate that feeling. Absolute torture. But my brother texted me and said he showed me a picture. He's like, "Hey, I'm bonfire. You want to come join?" I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm in LA. I'm like, I'm. I can't. By the time I make it, you'll be inside sleeping." Yeah. I was so bummed because that's like literally my favorite thing to do. They, Wait, why you know, didn't you, te- you know they text need to do? me two they hours to, ago? They need to have a brewery that has a huge outdoor. Uh, bonfire area mm-hmm. where you could just sit around a fire and drink beer and talk. Sadly, that's, that's lazy dog. Because <laughs> that's my favorite, yeah, that's dude. I absolutely love that. There's just, especially in the winter time, like this. You know, right now we're talking, we're we're being slightly warmed by some heaters, but it's just it feels great. I was gonna say, yeah, we're kind of doing that now, but like we're sitting beside you the know, flame. Uh, you know, uh, what's funny is we're out here in this uh, this this chill near. Because uh, again, the band's done, but I I noticed this thing. Uh, this I had this epiphany, this this moment where. This nostalgia, if you will, where I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware. I don't know if you ever feel this, but do you ever you ever have this perception of uh, of uh, like I feel like of all the seasons, the one I'm most like my my senses are really attached to is the fall. Oh yeah, there's something yeah. about the fall, and I fall feel like and winter, I feel yeah. like you can really sense the change of summer into fall mm-hmm. right when it's happening. Like sometime in September, even like the 
during just dusk, that one cold day there yeah there's like a certain breeze in the air as the sun's setting and you feel it and when i was in the band that was like there was a certain memory of of i remember always going to band practice during the fall walking outside there's that chill in the air smell of chimney smoke you know like there's just something there i was just gonna say it's always the chimney smoke when it's yeah. a little brisk outside in the evening and then you smell somebody in that a fire and i going. that like, dude right. i remember i got home from work recently and that happened mm-hmm. and it reminded me of those days when i would those brisk days when i would go to band practice mm-hmm. and it honestly brought it was like a wave a nostalgic wave that washed over me and it kind of made me feel emotional like i kind of got like a little watery eyed like it was like a weird like mm-hmm. wow I, I totally forgot about that but somehow this brought me back to that memory that sensory memory of 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 those days where oh yeah those are my fi- that was like my my most vivid memories was like during the winter fall and winter of the mm. band because it was always cold outside we'd always go in that garage and we'd be heated up and we'd play but that like brought me back i don't know if you get <laughs> so cool you get waves i get nostalgia. that all the time because it always Just, reminds me of high school actually yeah. like uh the pictures that i have of my friends and i in high school are mostly in the winter for some reason yeah or mostly when it's like pretty cloudy pretty cold we're wearing scarves we're wearing jackets yeah and every time I smell that chimney smoke, every time I yeah, catch that cool breeze, like that's great to hear. In September, October, I'm like, I'm suddenly taken <sighs> back to. I'm 05, trying to write more. Oh three, you know, it's great. And trust me, right, like right now. So like, here's the thing, like you know, people that are listening to me, like, okay, I was in a band. I've always been interested in all forms of art, whether it's photography, filmmaking. I just love all stuff. I love to create. Like mm-hmm. I, I jump around from stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, like I, I, if you've been looking at my my Instagram, if you can like if you scroll down, like what is see, your Instagram by the way? It is vfilm88, which is kind of stupid because back in the '90s when you would create usernames, you'd you'd have a, I would always do like my your, you know my name Vinny Macias, so I do v v Macias '88, my birth year. It's so cliched. You would do what that. What month were you born? I was uh, January. Oh, I'm September. January, nice. I like September. It's like one of my favorite months. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> speaking of which, you know, yeah. like again, when I when I, I write, like if you look at my page, you can see like I write poetry and like I wanna I wanna just compile a book once, and I, I still have a lot of writing to do though, because I you know I just want to write a lot. But I with what we're talking about right now with like that again, like you smell the chimney smoke. Like mm-hmm. I love to write poetry that just taps into that kind of, because I know I'm not alone with that. Like hearing you say exactly that, like oh. everyone that walks out, you yeah, always right that, that you. scent is so memorable to anyone that lives in suburbia mm-hmm. anyone that's a, and anyone, especially out here where it doesn't yeah. get that cold yeah. but people yeah. treat it but I like can't it imagine if you live in downtown cold. LA you can't really smell chimney smoke like that no you smell smog and yeah. you smell you just can't break dust you know, and you smell I, you yeah. know I, have a, I have another I have another Instagram account I, I, I'm trying to get more active on it's called Subtle Suburbia mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, with suburbia like I love pictures of house just I don't know I just love the homestead you're I in lo- the perfect place so I'll take my camera with me when I go walk my dog my actual camera and I'll take pictures of like I'll just isolate little aspects of suburbia because i just love everyone's journey starts it's cliche but it starts at home and i'm just i'm just interested in the homestead um but i know i'm not alone with any of these these feelings so it's like with my poetry i'm trying to create poems that that everyone can like can relate to and Mm -hmm. and have these these feelings like these you know i don't i uh, you know i like a lot of poems that rhyme and real fun uh but i don't try to you know i don't try to riff off any other other poet i just i like to write about the weird the weird existential stuff we all feel we all think mm-hmm. and uh so that's another goal it's like right now i'm trying to again i'm all over the map but i i know by the next year i have two films that i'm going to try to get off the ground i want to do an art exhibit with my photography and i would love to kind of complete that poetry book 
it's a lot, but again, it's it's really not. Like when I do think about it, you think about it, a year is 365 days. That's a lot of time. It really is. Time goes by it fast. Is, but it's not. Time but it flies. Is, yeah. But at the same time, I go. You know, when I really reflect on stuff, I I know all the t- I know all the months when I wasn't doing anything where it felt felt real uh, monotonous. That's when times. When, if you're seizing the day, if you're if you're a Carpe Diem fan and you're really seizing every day, it's great. But when you know you're just punching a time clock and you're waiting for your next off day or your next vacation, mm-hmm. that's when time goes by fast and it just feels like where'd all yeah. those days go? Where'd all those weeks go? Where'd all those months go? Yeah. And I know what that was like. You know, I, I did retail for like nine years. And it was it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. I work in a restaurant. It it was I'm, retail. And, it's different, and now but I, I know what you're I talking about. Two, <laughs> I have two part time gigs I do that are both tied to photography and video stuff. Plus oh, nice. I do my plus I At try least to, you're still in the game. Plus I'm still I have my freelance that I do on the site as well, and I'm trying to grow that, and mm-hmm. that's getting out there. So the fact that I can just at least it's still work. I still have to, you know, wake up and go, you know, I still have to do that, but it's like still it's stuff that I I'm kind of enjoying more and it's you know, but but you know, I used to work retail where every schedule it's like, "Oh, I work this day now. I'm off this day now." Ah, oh, please tell me it's like it's but when Pretty you do that, time goes by fast. Yeah. But ever since I got out of that life, I'll be honest with you, time has kind of gone a little slower to me. Hmm. It's weird. That's Not, good though, right? Some days are fast though, but but lately I feel like no, I really feel like every day is a chance to get a lot of work done. And I think I, it's all about patience, too. Yeah. It's like we have, we all have the same amount of time. It's just how much patience do you have with your free time? Yeah. Do you really want to take a break right now? Do you want to take a nap? Or do you want to... Here's the thing. Do you want to edit but what the thing you is, had to edit? Like I told you, you know? with my poetry, I eventually want to make a book, but I'm not going to force myself to do it within the next month. I'm going to take my time. I want to write I want to write a couple hundred poems and then file it down to maybe 50 that I think are great mm-hmm. then make a book. Yeah. And it might fail. Who gives a shit? But you know what? You did it's it. pure, and it's it's everything I wanted it to be. It is, especially mm-hmm. the front cover. Yeah, <laughs> right back. My, to my, the my brother was telling me. My brother was telling me like, maybe you should tie in your photography. Like every poem you have, like one of your photos. Like ah, my brother's a good drawer, though. I want him to draw. That'd be maybe a lot. We should work, create. But yeah. But you know what? Everything. It's like hey, all all good things are hard to achieve. So hey, maybe I can write a book, and if I do one of my art, if I'm, it just seems it just seems uh, retroactive. To, at a certain point, it would yeah. just seem retroactive. Like you, you would be adding photos to already written poems. Yeah, I don't want to see more yeah, organic. And, uh, I don't want to make specific photos for that. I, I might. Yeah, exactly. I would rather have someone interpret it through a drawing and just have fun with it. And you know, it runs the whole gamut. Some of my poems are really funny. Some of them are real sweet. Some are real serious. Some of them are just real. Just they're just they just talk mm. about a slice of life. Like I gotta I introduce you I to don't conform. I don't write kid poems, so I don't think my audience. My audience. I'm trying to think about who's my audience. Like, uh, I don't know anyone that's in their 20s. I think can like relate to it. Anyone that's. I don't know anyone can really relate to my poetry. I just won't write for kid poems. Like I, I don't think kids. It's not like I sit and have foul it's language. Just, well, it's just not. It's where just you they're are not gonna anymore. like. Yeah. They're not gonna care about some of my poetry, but. There was a few that I wrote early on, back in my youth, which were like almost like Shel Silverstein kind of mm-hmm. fun, fun poems, but. No, they're you know. Well, but a fifteen-year-old doesn't care about your nostalgia of. No, they don't. Of I've chimney written, I write counseling about. I trust me. I, I write shit that's just weird. Like I have weird. You anyone can listen. You can go on my Instagram and look it up, and you'll see some samples. It's just I, I like to write about, just what's on my mind at that time. Like, and that's why I don't rush it because, I, all my poems I've ever written, they just they they fall into my head at that moment. Yeah, and suddenly I go. I need to stop and write something, and I'll just write my notes on my phone if I'm not by a piece of paper or mm-hmm. something. But I, that's why I just don't believe in rushing stuff because. Well, the second you rush it, it becomes work. But suddenly, but here's the thing: to suddenly go to a coffee shop and go, let me stop and try to think of a poem. 
let me look around. What am I gonna write? Should I write about that street light? Should I write about a car? Maybe I should write a poem about a car. Or how about people? Like, I, I, it just doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Like everything I've ever written, it's it just suddenly clicks and mm -hmm. suddenly I go, I need to stop what I'm doing and try to write this. Mm -hmm. And that's when it translates that easily. Mm -hmm. When I force it, when you force anything, you have you it know, becomes it, industrial it, and yeah. that's the point and, and, or, that's or in the, the medical in the medical world it becomes a hemorrhoid <laughs> and it's exactly painful. do you know what i mean yeah so then never, you never force then you things. need a special pillow exactly <laughs> so you never force it you just have to be patient with it and understand that some people here's the thing there's some people that are lucky in this world mm -hmm. there's some people that are spoiled and have everything handed to them and there's some people that start from the dirt and they ascend you know, you just have to respect that everyone everyone has, you know, this different. They're dealt different cards. If you know gambling, life's a gamble. Everyone's getting dealt different different hand, and you just have to respect it. And you can't get jealous or envious. You just have to. I respect people that are aware of that and they know that and they say, you know what, my time. Every dog has his day. I'll get mine eventually. But until then, I'm just gonna try to try to live as honestly as I can. Mm -hmm. And that's what I look for in a friend, in a future relationship, in anything. Just. I want to find those kind of people. Mm -hmm. And that's what me as an artist, I want to start doing more and I want to, I want to expand and expose myself to, to more, collaborate with more and find those people. And that my friend is when I think life is truly at its, at its peak of, of your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. When you're, when you know you're being your honest self, you're being you and you're when surrounding you yourself in. by people that, that compliment that. Mm -hmm. You got to look at everyone that you, everyone that's in your life. You got to look at as an investment. What are they giving you? You know what I mean? Like, do they help you in some way? I'm not saying they have to help you in a fit, you know, financial way or anything like that. But everyone you hang out with, like, do they really give you something? Do just they like, provide you, you something? Just you have to think, what am I doing here? Yeah. What are you, What are they doing here? Yeah. You know. And what are we? You what have to are find. We, a, you have to find the balance of a relationship. Find the find the balance of like give and take. Yeah. Of like. What am I giving you and what are you giving me? Exactly. And it doesn't, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be financial, but it has to be like, are you inspiring me to exactly. do something? Am I inspiring yeah. you? Yeah. If we're not doing that, then why are we exactly. interacting? And I, you know? I have to purge people all the time like that because I just go, wait a minute. That's Especially, awful. and that's rampant on, yeah. here's the thing, that's rampant on social media where you, I, 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 dude, I have 500 plus friends and I go, wait a minute, I only hang out with 10 people. Now wait a minute. I'm not oh, saying yeah. you can't have. Yeah, yeah, you, I'm not saying yeah. you can't have extended people that you know. Because don't worry, you can. Mm. But then sometimes I realize, wait, there's a lot of robots following me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. wait a minute. I have a lot of Russians following yeah. me actually. Yeah. And uh, you know, social media. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Don't even give me. Don't even get me started on uh, online dating. That's a. That's that's just. Oh, uh, I've done it. Oh, I, I've done it too. It's I, terrible. I I went down the Tinder thing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's terrible. Plenty I, of dude, fish. That's sort of oh, thing. it's yeah. it's it's plenty of uh, headache. Yeah. To be honest with you. Oh, it's frustrating. My, I, my friend, I, you know what? I my, went on a couple of good dates, though. My, uh, a couple of promising dates. I've had a few, like a few lingering conversations that went longer than you know. But then, it, and then it just kind of faded out. My friend one time was so frustrated by it, he created a girl's account, and within one day, he had like eighty. He just because he was curious, because no one was messaging him. Within mm. one day, he had like eighty messages. Oh, I bet it was crazy. Yeah, well, because guys are way more assertive than women are yeah. when it comes to that, because women don't. Well, or men don't have to worry about women creeping on them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the other way around. It's, and it's, yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how romantic it would be if a girl came to me at a bar and said, hi, I just, I wanted to say hi to you. And blah, blah. That would, like you said, you got to, that, that I got, got that exactly once in 30 years of my life. Oh, gosh. Or in, uh, ah, that would be, uh, in 10 years of going to bars. Yeah. 
That would, that uh, would sweep me off that my feet. I think months. that would sweep me off my feet, to be honest with you. I would be so... Oh, disliked. I was swept. Yeah, <laughs> I was swept it, for it sure. It would sweep me off my feet. Went nowhere. Because but it's it was a cool. pressure. Being a guy, you know, it's pressure, man. It's, it's a lot. It's like we have to... It's it's hard to, like, to find that mate, to find someone that you really, you know, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're an honest person, too, and you know you, you mean well, but unfortunately no one knows you at that point. They're going to they're gonna assert things about you. You have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of obstacles. But everything is. Yeah, well, relationships especially are they're they're tough. They're incredibly difficult to navigate around because yeah. it's not like a business. It's not it's not like a some kind of artistic endeavor. It's yeah. it's entirely different. It is purely human, where we have to worry about all of one's own feelings mm-hmm. and then all yeah. of someone else's feelings yeah. and how they interact. It's not it's like art where all you do is create art yeah. and if people like it, they you know yeah. they like it or they don't. And there's that's a relationship that's about. able to la- survive off that, then wow. But all the all the people that I know that are in relationships, it's dude, it's it's a lot. It's a dynamic. So you're not in a relationship right now? I am not. Mm. I'm I have a dog. He's my best friend. I would love a dog. He's my best friend. <laughs> He's my best friend. I'm in a relationship right now. And uh, I don't prefer a dog, obviously, but like, you know, I'm very happy. But like I, I love a dog. Like dogs that's, are great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, but that's great though, man. You know, it, it things happen when they happen. It took a long time. It took a long time. I gotta say, uh, went through a messy breakup. I was living in Guatemala with wow. this girl. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, for a few months. And, a story. Uh, we lived in D.C. together for two years, and then we moved to Guatemala together because she got a job out there and. We broke up, and after that, it was just like dating, 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 not really finding the one, blah, blah, blah. Find this girl that I really like, you know? And it's like, it took two years, you know? It takes a while. You gotta, nice. you gotta just like, you just gotta weather, you know, gotta weather it. Perfect word to describe it, man. But that's applicable to everything. You have to just weather it. Mm hmm. You just gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. You gotta, you gotta roll, and there's gonna be punches. There's gonna be a lot of shit. What was your last one? Oh gosh, dude, it was. And how long did it last? It was, dude, it was a long time ago. Trust me, it's, it's hard for me to talk about that because I feel like people like, again, that's another aspect of my life where I just go, God, I just feel like, again, I'm on the outside looking in. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, it was probably during the early years of the band. Oh, that was it. And then I went through a phase where I was just like, you know, I'm in a band, I'm doing this, I'm just, I don't have time for it. And I would yeah. here and there and have, you know, some, you know, we, we, you know, have to on and off talks. I would have, you know, but it just never, I never could find that time to like really like, I'm ready to like really just invest. give myself invest. There's the perfect word, mm-hmm. um, you know. But now I'm I'm at that point where it's like I'm I'm ready. Like I'm, you know, I'm still an active artist, but I know how to delegate my time. It's hard to find that, and for sure. It. And I'm still trying to navigate that, um, yeah. where you're trying to, you know, pursue your artistic endeavors while pursuing a relationship, which mm-hmm. is not artistic at all. It's no. a human emotional relationship. It's a human emotional endeavor. Yeah, and it's completely different. Oh, it's crazy. It's not like creating a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's one of those fields where again, some people can maybe get depressed because they look at their life compared to other people who are constantly saying getting dates getting lucky finding those things and then they go why is it so difficult for me but but you know again it's just it when it happens it'll happen and you just gotta you gotta you gotta stick with it and just Mm -hmm. you know 
Yeah, you just do Roll what you with can. It. Yeah. Just not, 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 not over stress about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man. Well, this is a great place to end. I think this is great, man. So you know, all in all, life is good. Live it and uh, keep creating art. Yeah. And let's all let's all work together. Let's all just remember that. My my biggest point is because I, I I don't have a deity to go to. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that sort of thing. I, I believe that we're here with each other. Uh-huh. If we're not helping each other, no one else is. Yeah. So we have to help each other. Yeah. So people are the power. Just help man. each other. We're the in power. Any way you can. People, we're we're we uh, the, the 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 structured world we live in the. The houses, the buildings we reside in, all of that is a product of people who have collaborated and worked together. And when exactly. We, and when we work together, we can create wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in crazy time. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in the world politically. There's a lot. But you know what? People, if we can stay together and people have the power, man, mm-hmm. we can we can make change. And their human history is is riddled with, with people binding together and creating change, and, and it can happen. Um, and we just never need to lose sight of that. And we right. just got to stay strong. And again, it's, like I said, is the metaphor I'm getting with with my art and art in general is just to to ex- you know not see it as competition. That's what creates divides between people. Like we gotta we gotta you know we can get there to where we can just embrace each other with open arms mm-hmm. and you know create art, create a community, and just that's where it begins. You got to plant that seed. Mm-hmm. So. That is what I call my two cents. <laughs> I think we are done, my friend. For anyone that stuck with this almost two-hour podcast, thank you so much. I hope it's over two hours. I hope you felt I hope you felt in some degree that you were sitting here with us, drinking a beer, and having a you know your mind was chewing bubble gum with us. <laughs> so my dad always said. My dad watches movies. He's like, I just want movies are supposed to be bubble gum for the brain. I just want to watch it and just escape. He he's, he's like said that it. my entire life. It's bubblegum for the brain. Because he doesn't like movies that analyze stuff. He doesn't like accurate. He just likes movies that make him escape. Mm. It's bubblegum. Yeah. It's bubblegum for the brain. That's what my dad. I, again, I'm, I agree to disagree. But yeah, yeah it's but <laughs> he is my dad so vehement with that. He's like, nah, he's like, when I watch a movie, I just want to. It's funny. Like, I like intellectual movies. I like movies that make you think. Yeah. But you it's watch funny. Die Hard. You're not really taking too much philosophical stuff out of that. No. So, yeah. No. But, you know, again. Yeah. Well, tell people what you're doing. Well, what, what's coming up next for you? So for me, uh, I'm 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 focusing next year on getting my my new films created. You know, I have two shorts that I'm going to be working on. Um, an art exhibit. I want to start uh, exhibiting my photography, so you can follow me on my Instagram, which is probably my most active social media because I love photography mm-hmm. and it's a visual. But you can follow me on uh, again V Film eighty eight. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Vinny Macias. You'll see a you'll see a picture of me at a '90s party wearing an I, I made a Nirvana shirt. <laughs> see a picture of me there. That was a fun party. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't think of a cool '90s outfit, so I just threw a flannel on and put Nirvana on my white shirt. Mm. Um, so other than that, I'm uh, again I have uh, uh, photography. I, I provide my freelance services. If you ever need to collaborate with a photographer, let me know. Um, you can also find me. I'm, I collaborate with a, another fellow photographer through Playlight Media. We're also we're also growing and getting clientele. Um, and you know, it's funny. Is last thing I said is I, I've actually talked to to Mike 
to my to some of my band members saying, you know, hey, if you guys ever want just for fun to create music, not not be a band again, just create. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was very open to it. And he was, you know, when they have time, they they said they want to do it. So maybe in maybe in the foreseeable future, I'll be able to release some music again. I don't know if it'll be just instrumental music. I don't know what it'll be, mm-hmm. but I still would love to just create on the side, just to create. But I don't know when that happened. But I know my I asked my other band members about it. Some of them, the other one, not everyone's in on it, but. You know, Mike, like Mike, my singer, he was totally open for it, and I would love to just for fun create something and throw it out to the world because that's what it's about. So, awesome. uh, mainly, my films are are primary right now. I'm trying to get more into film because mm-hmm. you know, with these films, I also have people that are potentially interested and have me direct like a full feature for them. Mm-hmm. So I, but I need to, I need more practice right now on on shorts, and I, you know, it's easier to do. It's not as not as lengthy. But uh, yeah, my films are my primary interest, and then for anyone that's just interested in following me as a as an artist to be inspired, you know, follow me. I'll follow you. I would love to see what you're doing. You can see what I'm doing. I don't post selfies. I just post I just post pictures of what inspires me, and I hope it inspires you. And again, I'm trying to build a community. So look me up, message me, and let's collaborate. Let's create. Awesome. I'm gonna keep following, of course. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you so much. I had a great time.